You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to episode 346 of Video Monsters, where we take movies seriously, but not ourselves. I'm Nathan. I'm Eric. And I'm Dan. And tonight is our video, no shit, wrong thing, is our popcorn <laughs> punch out video rack attack bracket. I, just, I like the video rack attack bracket a lot, so I wanted to start yep. with that. That's not the name. It's the popcorn punch out video rack attack bracket. Uh, and in tonight's episode, rather than going through and narrowing down the movies that we're going to be discussing, we're trying to pick the themes for the months so that we can then narrow down the movies that we're going to be watching. Um, so we're, we're going to be doing our, uh, our bracket where we uh, figure out what we're going to do. But this is to figure out the themes for the months of July august and november and if this is the first episode that you're catching us on uh you might be a little confused uh what we do is we do a bracket of 20 possible films and then we randomly pair 16 of them and then work down to the the three top movies that we're going to be covering for the rest of the month and that's something relatively new that we've started and we've had so much fun with it that we've decided that this is also how we're going to be picking our themes for the year because I am a massive geek and I like to theme things rather than just, you know, going with the movies that we want to talk about. So what we're going to be doing uh, moving forward is it's going to be broken up by season. So uh, winter, December through February, spring, March through May, summer, June through August, uh, fall, September through November, uh, and then um, winter, December through uh, through February again. But because we already had our September and October themes picked out, um, we're not going to do that because we're not going to push those back because we're talking about Stephen King this September and October. But we did yeah, we very are. thankfully. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, we had three months open without themes already picked and it worked out perfectly to get us to our winter theme. Uh, so yeah. This is going to work basically the same. We have 20, well, we have more than 20 possible options that we sent out in an audience survey. We have the top five picks from the audience, uh, which I'll go through in just a second. And then we're going to start with the three of us going through and picking the five themes that we want to add in to the list of options. And I'm randomly going to be drawing uh, pairs of two because that's a pair, but I'm randomly going to be drawing 16 uh, and we're going to work down from those 16 out of the possible 20 to figure out the remaining three. Uh, And we'll go through some of the details as they are relevant as we're working through. But the other main thing that is important to know is um, the, the final two, when it comes down to the, the final four films, the top two that we pick from those four are definitely the two that we're going to talk about, but we still need a third option. That's going to come from our chaos bracket, which is the two losers of those final four, unless we throw some wrinkles in there, because we have these chaos cards, which is what we're calling them. Uh, And if one of the themes loses in a bracket, 
and we're just not ready to let that one go we can use our chaos card and add that to uh, to the chaos bracket at the end uh and because we're, we're more than just a little inspired by uh screen drafts some of the or not some uh the chaos cards do roll over and so if you have just one chaos card it can move a pick that loses straight to the chaos bracket if you have two chaos cards one of them moves it to the chaos bracket the other one can move a film just into the next round so if in the round of 16 if one of the films loses there you can use one of your chaos cards if you have more than one to advance it into the round of eight which means one of the winners from the round of 16 potentially is not going to be advancing and tonight all three of us have two uh because last episode eric and i both saved ours and dan went into the last episode or the last uh, popcorn punch out with one but then he ended up using it or sorry he went in, he went he went in with two, two yeah. yeah he went mm-hmm. in with one so the used other on one from the episode right, yep. used it on spring heroically <laughs> yeah and uh fate was in his corner and and we looked at his shit enthusiastically (laughs) (laughs) so tonight uh all three of us do have two chaos look at my chaos oh that should have been we should have made a chaos card of james franco saying look at my chaos (laughs) take a note twiddle uh i'm gonna need that uh, I did do a Will of Defoe one though. You're fond of, what, what was, it was a uh, you're fond of me chaos, right? I think it was, I did. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I need to be writing these down. I'm going to write them down when I stop talking. So each of us are going into this uh, popcorn punch out with two chaos cards, and uh, if you go into a popcorn punch out with three, which might be you know relevant because our very next episode is going to be our popcorn punch out for June with Universal Monsters. If you have three, then you can spend all three of your chaos cards to take any movie within the theme and take it straight to the chaos bracket. So if if one that you're really rooting for doesn't even make it out of the skull of decisions into that initial round of 16 at any point during the rest of the game, uh, you can use all three of your chaos cards to bring one just straight to the chaos bracket. It does have to be within theme, though. So, like tonight, um, the if any of us had three chaos cards, you couldn't use that to just pull up a, a different theme that we hadn't even discussed. It would have to be one of the ones that was sent out in that audience survey. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that that covers everything for now. All of the boring stuff before we start getting into things. Dan, Eric, do either of you have any, uh, any questions about any of this? No, sir. I do not. I have a point of clarification. Yes. Uh, the chaos card was why just spill your chaos. Ah. <laughs> That's what it was. I think I like your fond of me chaos a little bit better. That's pretty good. Too. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. You should just all be Willem Dafoe chaos cards from now on. <laughs> I am totally on board with that. Um, all right. So the chaos <laughs> attack. the. Ca- well, that was supposed to be the heart <laughs> you attack the heart uh that was very unclear by the way i said it anyway go yes, on. it was go on. you Ignore and your me. goddamn chaos uh <laughs> so <laughs> god damn your chaos we, we just need all lighthouse uh centric chaos cards the oh, uh typically when we do the cop- popcorn punch out as we announce each of the films we give the summary based off of letterboxd and then the the stats so, you know like when the film was released uh, the runtime director you know some of those main points 
with the themes, obviously, we do not have that information. So we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Once we start actually pulling the themes out of the Skull of Decisions, which is just a giant plastic Halloween decoration skull. Uh, once we start pulling those out, uh, rather than giving the summary based off of Letterboxd, whoever it was that added it to the list of options is, is just going to give a reasoning for why they added mm-hmm. it. You know, like what what about that theme kind of uh, drew them towards it? And then, rather than giving some of those stats, we are each going to list just one for the summary, uh, one movie that we think of when we think of that theme. So the first thing that comes to mind, or, you know, in my case, the most Nathan-y thing that comes to mind, because let me tell you, one of the audience picks, I think that both of you are really going to enjoy the uh, the suggestion that I have. Uh, and then as we get into the discussion, obviously, we can bring up other possible options, but that is just going to start with just one movie each. All right. So hopefully that clarifies everything. So let's start diving into it. The top five audience picks for the themes for July, August, and November were 90s superhero comic, time loops, movies about filmmaking, most dangerous games, and space horror. So those five are already there. So now we are just going to go round robin and say what we are adding to the list. So... Dan, let's start with you. Uh, what right. is your first pick? Quick clarif- clarification. Cause I was writing yes. What was the number three pick from the audience? Oh, sorry. It was a uh, 90s superhero slash comic mm-hmm. time loops. Yep. Movies about filmmaking. There we go. Most dangerous games and space horror. All right. Uh, the way you pronounce horror. Well, it's because if I don't enunciate it, then we're just talking about space horse, which, you know, it's fine, <laughs> but star horse. <laughs> All right. Damn, my number one in this, it's uh, just fell out of the audience poll. So I'm kind of pissed because I've got to use a vote on it. Um, uh, and that's Australian films, specifically exploitation classics. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, the obvious choice to go with this well, hold, is... Hold, hold, uh, on, hold, hold on to that stuff uh, for if it gets pulled out. Because yeah, I just, I just okay. don't want us to spend too much time going through this. Because you know, right. we, we still have to pick 15 movies and then draw back out 16 of them. That is true. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I will, I will hush up. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, what is your first pick? Okay. So for my first pick... I'm going to go with single location films. Ooh. Very good. Very good. Which I believe is a Dan pick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm trying to share the love. I don't want to be only go with mine. And also oh, Nathan I'm, threatened oh, I'm me. I'm only going with mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw Eric earlier Nathan, today. You know, that, was a, that was an option. I saw Eric earlier today and very specifically said, try not to, you know, like only go with your picks because, you know, I want a little bit of suspense in there over what we might actually vote for. Uh, All right. So my first pick is killer animals, real animals, not real killers. Of course. Of course you did. All right. (laughs) Of course I did. My uh, my number two, I'm going to keep hopping around to another country, and that is Korean cinema. Ooh, very Mm -hmm. nice. 
All right. Hold my on, next hold pick. On, hold on. I am not that fast at writing and adding. Oh, this oh I'm sorry. I'm like writing. I was writing this down on my. I'm not even going to write them down on mine. I'm just going to go with the flow. All right. <laughs> let me know when you're ready, my friend. All right. So, so we cool. just added the Korean and let me add the fun that so I can. Does this sort. include North Korean cinema? <laughs> yes, it's all. <laughs> okay. All, it's of, all films North about their great, South. wonderful leader. <laughs> All right, uh, <clears throat> Eric, what is your next pick? My next one, I'm going with versus films. So any film with versus in the title, Ooh. which is a surprisingly diverse range of films. <laughs> uh, it's very true. Very, very true. All right. So for my next, I am going with. Um, for my next one, I'm going with sequel tropes. If, okay, so it, like, so goes, yeah, we'll, we'll goes talk to New York, bit. goes to space, right? Yeah, we we can talk a little bit more about that if it gets picked. But things like, um, whatever goes to New York, goes to space, goes to the farm, goes to the asylum, yeah, that that kind of thing. Okay. Right. Uh, then my number three, I'm going to go with Battle Your Bully. Oh, good. I'm excited about that. Oh, okay. This is so difficult. All right. Well, think for just um, a second as I get caught up. As I add these two. So I've got. So this is my the, three pick. Which means I'll have two more. Battle Your Bully. I know that I picked that one somewhere. Where did? Where was that? That was. Oh, maybe I didn't get there. Okay. All right, Eric, All right, what I, is your I, next pick? I'm going to pull one out of your picks here, Nathan, and I'm going with Neo-Noir. Ooh. Very nice. Also, not surprising because you've been wanting to do another noir series for a while. I, I love I love noir so much. I mm. know that you do. All right, Neo-Noir. Find that. There we go. All right, so for my next pick, uh, we've got movies about film making. I'm going to go with movies about watching movies. Boo. What? Too close. No, it's not. Too also, similar. There's no guarantee. I figured that was out of the running. That's okay. That's okay. There's no guarantee God, Nathan, that both it? of them will make it out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. also, right. I've given myself that limitation of uh, it would be not fun to have reusing. them go head to head, though. Well, and I've given myself that limitation of not reusing the same themes on the surveys uh, between each uh, uh, each thing. So the fact that I put movie watching on the survey for this theme, Popcorn Punch-Out, I'm not putting it on the winter theme, which means mm -hmm. the next round that I would put it on at earliest would be next spring. And I really want to talk about some of those movies. So I did not want to wait. <laughs> All right. All right. Dan, Dan, I'm really counting on you to go with one that I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you're going to pull out of the hat here. Oh, I think you're going to like this one. This one I feel like is going to be your jam. Okay. I'm going with teen movies. With what? Oh, teen. Okay. okay. Teen. Cool, cool, cool. Teen movies. Teen movies. <laughs> that wasn't the one I was thinking of, but I oh. like it either way. <laughs> um, okay. My next one. I've I've been I've been trying I've been dying to do it for ages, guys. I'm going with musicals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got to get some musicals in there. I almost hate that it's so limp, like just musicals <laughs> and not more <laughs> narrow. But I'm going musicals. 
We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll work it out. If, if it makes it that far. If it makes it that far. Right, let me get that one added. <laughs> Music calls. All right. Oh, man. So I ranked these with the ones that I was most interested in picking. But now I'm kind of... Uh, Kind of want to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna go with ticking clock. Ooh, good. So, oh, f- yeah, I'm so okay. Good movies so that, that take place within almost real time. It doesn't have to be fully real time. It can be, you know, a, a little bit of wiggle room on either side. Uh, but the majority of the movie is real time. All right. Hmm. Form between two for my last one. Yeah, because Black. this th- this is our last uh, our last pick yep. that we're adding to this goal. I'm gonna go with black exploitation. Cool. Going with a lot of exploitations this time, aren't you? Exploitation. He's really. I am he's exploiting I'm, the exploitation. Like exploiting some things this summer. Okay. Now, oof. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with a big one. I'm going to go with a big one to, to cap it off. I'm going with movies over three hours. Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> they I mean, three of my own and two of other people's. Well, and of all the times to do it over the summer is probably the best time to do it. Uh, winter is a good time to do. Winter <laughs> is when I like to chill out with a nice long movie. November is like mm-hmm. a perfect time to be watching. Three I know the movies. summer. I don't have to worry about work. <laughs> that too. Either way, I mean, it works for both for me. All right, uh, all right. This this is frustrating because now this puts me in a predicament of what my final pick is going to be. Because there's one theme that I, I we've got I, a movie star in here that uh that uh would be nice to have. There's there's oh. one that has a movie star that would be so big, nice to have. Big movie star. So that was so, so nice. That's, that's the one I was going back and forth with on number five. <laughs> That was the one I was hoping you would go for. That's okay. Here's here's the problem with that. The one that I'm going back and forth with on my on the last pick to add to the skull, it's it's between two person themes. So it is between this uh, actor versus oh, this actor. I know exactly what I know. And I know and I'm is. having a hard time because of reasons. And <sighs> we we all know where you're going with this, Nathan. Do you? Do you know where I'm going know. with this? We know. You probably know where I'm going with this. Go ahead. Peter Weller. Yep. And you've been saying, you've been talking, Peter Weller has been like your go-to example of, of a movie theme for a long time for some reason. <laughs> I knew it was happening. It, look. That would be fascinating. I am very sad at both of you that neither of you picked Nick Cage. I just got done watching all kinds of Nick Cage films. Yeah, Nick Cage so. feels Nick Cage is uh, he's evergreen. We can get him in there and yeah. Here's the, here's he the doesn't thing have about to be. That, spe- I'm, I was here's, thinking of things that would thing. specifically be summer or winter. Would feel good in those. He is all seasons. He's yeah. an all seasons kind of guy. <laughs> he, Especially he, the season he, of the witch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. We could do uh, National Treasure for July Fourth. I mean, come on. 
he would have I been mean, that's great. A good it, it, it would have been. I mean, Nathan, you could have you could have thrown Nick Cage in there, my friend. You oh, Peter Weller. Oh, I know. Nick Cage was my. Uh, where did I have him on my list? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> way, 16, way down 19, there. 19, 19, 20, 20, 20, 23. He was he was halfway down the list for me. Okay. If you ranked all of them. What? You ranked all of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, like I, I, just I had like them. nine. No, I, I went through because I didn't know what you were going to do. I, it was very unlikely <laughs> that you were going to pick the exact same ones that I wanted. Uh, but, you know, it was still a possibility. And I wanted to be prepared for every eventuality. And also, I'm just realizing that I kind of f- myself a little bit because Peter Wellen, Peter Weller and Paul Verhoeven were both on this list of options. I thought Paul Verhoeven was the other one you were waffling between. No, I no, he's he, he was right up there. I think that he was like pick number seven for me. Um, yeah, so it was going back and forth. But also, can I just say you're like over here telling me I need to be picking other people's themes. You picked one other theme that wasn't your own, by the way. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Dick. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, and. Ah, man, there's some good ones. I, I almost picked bugged based horror. Oh, that would have been Nathan. so good. But you did killer animal. And I felt like that's that's also why I skipped on that one is because we had killer yeah. animal in there. Uh, Tom Cruise I, is the is the one I'm I'm pretty bummed out. But I really yeah. wanted to get some Tom Cruise movies in there. I, I'm sad. You know what? We, we can talk about some of this uh, at the end when we talk about the things that did not make it onto the list. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and start getting into this and i will take my notes so that i can actually keep track of what is going on all right so up first we have ooh, movies about movie watching mm, going okay. up against one that shouldn't even been included, but that's fine. Oh, come on. That's a great one. Going up against musicals. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, I... Yeah, okay, good. Cool. I was gonna say, are, you, are you still complaining, Eric? No, 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 sir. No, sir. I was literally just reading uh, our, our friend Robert Woods' uh, chat here, and he's sitting here saying, you better define musicals correctly or I will flip a table. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, I assure you, I will go with the safest definition. Don't you mean musical. the most technically accurate description of musical? I will go with the one that I will box myself into whatever nonsense you guys talk are talking about. It's fine. So the All most, that jazz, f*** off. The, the most technically accurate. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So um, uh, movies about movie watching. That was one of the ones that I added to the list and obviously one that uh, that I picked for the skull because, I don't, you know, we started a little bit with um, <clears throat> last November. Nope. Last October when we did our Knoxville Horror Film Fest coverage and I watched Popcorn for the first time and I absolutely adored that movie. And uh, a couple of years ago before Chat Film Fest when uh, when they were doing the Joe Dante uh, retrospective and and we covered Matinee and that movie is a f***ing blast. And, yeah. and then as we were doing our Scream series and, uh, and, and talking about Scream 2, there, there's just something about watching movies that have that movie watching component 
that just it, it brings in a lot of the fun yeah for me especially I do think there's well it, especially there's something, be, sorry go ahead go ahead i was just saying there's something that is weirdly cinematic about watch it like having a camera pointed at a theater full of people watching a movie like it's so it's so you would think that would be anti-cinematic to have the audience flipped and watching the like an audience watching an audience but there's something about that that's just so like i mean maybe it's just because you are watching a film and watching people watching a film but i don't know i just i love shots of people in movie theaters i love to see the way directors choose to frame those things and uh, and i especially love it whenever they uh you, you have something like popcorn or like demons where it's like, we're going to set the entire movie within a movie theater and try yeah. to figure out a fun way to do that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. especially because uh, we're at the, I hopefully pray tail end of the pandemic, but with having been in the pandemic for so long and having not been to the theater and having been cooped up for so long, not having my friends over for movies, it, it brings some of that joy of having your friends over to watch yeah. movies and and it, mm-hmm. it, it you know it puts it in front of you so that you can both be a part of it and distant from it and mm. th- there's just something that's just so joyful about uh movies about watching movies yeah. so and i the as a person who worked at a movie theater i just have to say this really quick yes. as a person who worked at a movie theater there's just something that's so comforting about the sound of a of a whirring projector like i love it so much in a movie whenever you just hear a, a projector fire up and you hear the film running through it it's just it's like it's like pure serotonin for i mean serotonin is that is that right yeah, sure. serotonin yeah. will put you to sleep and uh <laughs> mel- no whatever the, the the sleep chemical sure that thing whatever it, it puts me at ease that's what yes. i'm trying to go with yeah <clears throat> yeah it's not it dopamine is, it's the other one it's it's soothing it's, it's uh soothing. It's, it's happy uh all right so I already mentioned one of the movies or at least the movie that i picked when i first think about movies about watching movies it was the most recent uh, watch for me but popcorn that for me mm-hmm. is one of the first things that comes to mind. It captures so much of, of that fun and that joy. And especially because it's about, it's about like a bunch of film students or a bunch of like high school kids in a film club that are putting on a midnight horror movie show that has some of the, um, uh, uh like, um, uh, is it Richard Castle? That's his name, right? The, uh, mm-hmm. Do like the Tingler and stuff like that. So it has some of those things. Like there's one about uh, like a giant killer mosquito, and they have this mosquito flying. Uh, to William Virginia. Castle. William Castle. Thank you. I was I was going to say is Richard, it Richard Castle. Castle the, yeah, I did say Richard the Castle. Nathan TV show, <clears throat> which is also uh, just a bundle of joy. Uh, so yeah, popcorn. It's it's great. When I think about movies about watching movies, it's one of the first ones that comes to mind. Dan, what about you? What's one of the first movies that comes to mind when you think movies about watching movies? Uh, Cinema Paradiso, man. Mm. That film is just f***ing... It's a love letter to movie theaters in general. And I, I've never had a moment of a man watching of just a movie in a theater and it makes me cry every damn time <laughs> such See, a beautiful movie so wouldn't Cinema you want Paradiso. to cry do what i said wouldn't you want to cry as we're going through this like that that sounds like fun right it sounds lovely yeah <laughs> cinema paradiso is the reason why i would want to do this um <laughs> but it is not the first movie that comes to mind for me. The first one for me is, uh, I think the first time I, re- I watched a movie where I realized this was a thing you could do, which is uh, Last Action Hero. <laughs> is like, as a kid, I wanted yes. to be Arnold Schwarzenegger so bad. So Last Action Hero was like the ultimate wish fulfillment movie for me. It was like mm-hmm. 
to be a kid, even if I'm an annoying f-ing kid, uh, <laughs> getting sucked into an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and just the way that they play with those tropes. Like, I feel like that's one of those early moments where I like started thinking about movies as a thing that people made and as a thing that has tropes and like things that you can like pick out and follow from film to film, even if they're completely unrelated. Uh, and like the way that it kind of pokes fun at action tropes, even things that I hadn't even seen yet as a kid. Like I recognize them later from last action hero. Um, <clears throat> I, I love that movie. I know it's like kind of a, some people kind of hate it, but I think it's well. Those people are wrong. Incredible. Because y- you know what I think about that movie? I think that that is a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Thank you. Uh, all right, we can get into a little bit further discussion in just a second, but let's give some of the stats uh, or background or whatever the hell we're calling it. This is the first time that we're doing a theme uh, punch out. We're gonna make some adjustments and tweak this a little bit as we continue on uh, in the future. But Eric, musicals, you picked that one. Let's yes, give sir. some of the reasoning for why, and then we'll get into uh, some additional discussion. God damn it, musicals just make me feel so good, and I just love. it's just one of those things where we've talked about it so much, but the fact that musicals are all about like people just bursting with emotion and, and like, they're just, it's, it's all about feeling for me. And I get, you know, we've, we've had chats about how musicals are kind of cheating because it lets the uh, singers just kind of literally sing and explain how they're feeling. But there's just something that's so joyous and exuberant and just so much fun about musicals. Um, and I mean, also they can be used to great effect as a very sad, depressing films in the case of something like <laughs> inside Lou and Davis, which I know we're going to quibble about whether that's a musical or not, but, but yeah, anyway, I just, I love music. I love musicals. I love, uh, the way that it is externalizing feeling. And, um, for me singing in the rain, I think is like one of the greatest movies of all time. And it is just pure joy. I love every moment of it. That is for me just a perfect film and uh it is the reason why i would want to do a musical so series that's my pick point of order <clears throat> how are you defining musical versus what is you know the correct definition of a musical i jesus christ i, I hate <laughs> to do this but if we if musicals <clears throat> ends up becoming the pick and a thing that we do i will adhere to your stupid f-ing limitation of it cannot be diegetic it has to be, you know, when people burst out into song and dance, it's not literally happening. It's a fantasy or whatever, which I think is stupid. But whatever. If that's how you guys want, if that's the, if that's how I get f-ing musicals as a theme on this show, I will <laughs> adhere to your bullshit conventions. I don't agree to those bullshit conventions. So <laughs> here's, here's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> I will say I adhere to them, and but, then I will so, step all over them. So before like Bob Fosse, before we um before we get into a little bit more discussion we should clarify that because we need to know exactly which theme it's going to be that you would be voting on so the the distinction uh, in case anyone listening has any questions about what we're talking about just because a movie has musical performances many people consider that to be a musical because it is a musical movie it's a film about music where right. people perform musical numbers. Right. Mm-hmm. However, so, therefore, it is very musical. However, you, you could, and most people should, make the distinction of a 
musical being a movie where the music is like it's it's fantasy you know it is not part of the actual world that's happening it is not someone sitting down and playing the guitar and singing a song to someone it is music coming from off screen it's like this metaphorical manifestation of their feelings and where it's bursting out of them and you're seeing you know the 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 emotion literalized on screen and nobody is aware of how weird it is that people are jumping around and singing and dancing. That's not, it's so, not breaking the reality. It is breaking the reality. Right. So <clears throat> would you consider movies like Ray and walk the line and walk hard to be musicals? <sighs> yes. But for the sake of this stupid no, podcast, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the thing because hey, in, in the uh, popcorn punch outs, we go I, majority rules. I'll say this. I, I would not as of right now. For me, I would not do biopics. I think that's a separate thing. I do think those are technically musicals, but I would exclude biopics. So, Inside Lewin Davis Um, wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be an option. Aside from the fact that Inside Lewin Davis is not a biopic, it is it is loosely based on fictional uh, biopics to me, or whatever. But I wouldn't consider that. I would consider. I'm not. I wouldn't play it anyway because we've already done an episode on it. But I would. I consider that a musical, but for the purposes of this i would not so for for me i would split those hairs to where musicals are purely not songs taking place within the reality because to me here's the thing though to to me those evoke a different emotion you would need to have like there's things like there are things like nashville or all that jazz or cabaret which Mm. are musicals someone putting on a stage show Huh? Is it someone putting on a show? If all that you're watching is them putting on a show, I, 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 for me, it evokes a different emotion. Yeah, I think that's dumb, but that's, uh, that's, that's okay. <laughs> so, with that, so so is that what we're going with? If musicals uh, advances, then we are sticking strictly to like non-diegetic music. Yes, yes? sir. <laughs> I make no promises and my voice be voted out accordingly if we get that. <laughs> and he takes a big swig as he says it. Good, good deal. I love that you're in my corner here. I love that we can just make some, have some real chaos going on. Also, we got to move on, guys. This is the first. Yes, it is. Um, this so, is the first matchup. Let's get it. All right. And any further discussion before we vote? Nope. No, sir. All right. So in the popcorn punch out uh, chat. Uh, we'll do the video rack attack and then we will put our votes and then we can give any further discussion. Radio. And I already know where, where is this going to go, but video rack attack. <laughs> yep. uh, Musicals, bitches. <sighs> Musicals has advanced. It's fine. Movies about watching movies is a good one, though. It's I, a good I, one. As we were talking about it, I did really consider it because I was talking about I didn't even think about last action hero mm-hmm. until just now, like until we were talking about it and I was like oh that'd be a perfect one uh, and cinema paradiso would yeah. love to talk about and and demons and uh, porno and there are so many fun movies revolving around watching movies and so much of what video monsters is is that love of cinema and love of sharing <laughs> that with others and that it's just captured better in um, movies about watching hey, movies. 
We still got we still got movies about making movies come maybe coming it's, out. Of that. It's not the same. Yeah, so not the same. All hope at, is not lost. It is not the <laughs> same at all. Poor Nathan. It's Poor fine. Nathan, it's so fine. Sorry. Both He's of you, sad. but it's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying the rest of this episode, you're gonna be asking yourself. <laughs> uh, here's the thing we've already covered a lot of those movies though I'm wondering mm. like I don't know how, like we've already done the whole Scream series and matinee there's, and there's demons. other ones that could be done plus you know it'd be on a journey of personal discovery alright next up we have the man with a heart of steel himself Peter Weller Oh, okay. Going up against <laughs> movies that are three plus hours long. Oh shit! <laughs> what a what a matchup! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right, Eric. Since I started last time, um, movies that are three plus hours. What, what what are some of the what are some of the quote unquote stats for that one? Um, Titanic and Titanic. And Lawrence of Arabia, uh, Titanic. Uh, yeah. Yep, that's it. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. There you go. I love long movies. I love it when I can just like be enveloped in a... Like, it's the kind of thing that I don't make enough time for. Sure. And I often balk at films that are over 90 minutes. And I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. I can't like... Mm-hmm. I don't have like a week a week of evenings to dedicate to watching this, these long ass movies. But I, I want to do, I want to watch more. There's so many classic films that I've held off on because they're so long. And I feel like if we make it a part of the podcast, then I'll actually force myself to do this and watch some of these classic films. So, sure. Yeah, that was how, I went with. how many universal monster movies have you watched over the last month? <clears throat> uh, three. Mm hmm. You, you know that Which all three of those hours together, I have nothing. <laughs> would be that's for the past week one so. movie. <clears throat> I'm just saying, dude. Just saying. All right. It'll so I'm obvi- work. obviously, Titanic is one of the first things that you think of when you think of movies that are three plus hours. Dan, what about yes, you? Sir. What is one of the first things that you think of with movies that are over three hours? Uh, I, I'm with the classics line. I think Spartacus. Mm. Oh yeah, good one. I, there's there are a few. Uh, Stanley Kubrick films that you could throw up there. Well, if this does make it through, or at least two, if this does make it through, and if it makes it into November, that's close enough to the holiday season. So my first thought obviously goes to some of my winter movie watchings of uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The extended. I've never, you know, I've never seen any of the extended versions of Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. I, movies. They're very long. They're yeah. very long. I know that's why I haven't watched them. Those are my sick day movies because I know I'm not. I'm going to be in bed for 12 hours so I can watch all three of the extended editions. <laughs> yeah, that's Those a great idea. I need to get sick through. week movies. They, they have the extended editions on HBO Max now, which is pretty cool. Mm. Those, um, but I've always owned the theatrical ones, and I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Peter Weller. Uh, he is, you know, just just the best i i there are too many of his movies that i have not yet seen but every movie that i have seen he is just so charismatic and so that like there's something there's something mysterious about him but also approachable you know he has such a good face and such a good voice like everything about him yeah like he's he's kind of like ed harris meets clint eastwood meets 
a, a, a robot. Like he's he's great. I love him. How could you not <laughs> love Peter Weller? <laughs> we have talked more than one occasion um, about RoboCop on on this podcast, but we've not yet done a full review of the original RoboCop. Yeah, that's true. We've done the f-ing remake, but not the original yeah. RoboCop. So we need to right these wrongs by talking about RoboCop. Uh, but one of the first movies that I think of when I think of Peter Weller is, of course, Buckaroo Bonsai across the eighth dimension and mm. the, the song at the end, the end credit song that has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. It gets stuck in my head and I just play it on loops for, for hours. I, I just I, I love that f-ing music. So, um, yeah, Peter Weller. Dan, what's one of the first things that you think of when you think Peter Weller movies? I think of the David Cronenberg classic naked lunch where he plays essentially William Burroughs. Yeah, that was going to be my pick, but it's okay. I had a backup, um, (laughs) a movie. It's not a movie I've seen before, but a movie that I've been so curious about for so long is shakedown. Uh, the film that he made with Sam Elliott, where Sam Elliott looks like sexy as hell with that long hair and that mustache. Mm. Uh, he's never yeah that I, i'm so curious about that it looks it looks like it's i think it was made in the 80s right but it's like it looks like one of those like great old classic 90s thrillers it, but it uh, also has like the feel of that 70s gritty new york yeah like, yeah it's uh, like right in between the the kind of 70s mm-hmm. and 90s style yeah, thrillers. like it assault on so precinct good. 13 and shakedown would make for a great double feature uh if if not for plot for you know just general tone yeah. yeah, so I would be excited to watch that. Yeah. Uh, any further discussions? <clears throat> any further uh, in, in, any further points that either of you want to make before we vote? No, I'm torn on this one a little bit. Oh, I know. I, I, know. I was looking through Peter Whaler's filmography, and it's, one of the great things about like character actors like him, he didn't really do a whole lot of lead performances, but he's always fascinating, and he just pops up in so many cool little movies. You know, like years. RoboCop he's in like and he's in like Star Trek movies and he's all the RoboCop sequels. <laughs> he's he is in one of the well, best. Of them, he's in one of the best alien ripoffs, Leviathan. That movie mm-hmm. is it. It does a great job of capturing what made Alien so great and shoving it underwater, but giving you a lot mm-hmm. of that same feel. And yeah, it very clearly is just like all right, they're ripping off Aliens underwater, but like it doesn't feel cheap and derivative. Yeah. yeah, even though it kind of is a little bit. Um, I yes. Mm, any any yeah. further? No. Any any further discussion? No, I'm nope. good. All right, Dan, you good? Good. All right, video rack attack. Uh, oh, thank oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, Peter Weller and Nathan, you were <laughs> you were. <laughs> Uh, you were you were holding it in there. You didn't I, expect that to happen, did you? No, because I saw the three plus hours pop up right when I saw Dan's picture pop up. So I thought that he voted for it, and uh, I was, I I was I was about to be uh, very upset. You, you know what's funny? You know what swayed me? Leviathan. Yeah, Leviathan. Right, good movie. Leviathan. If, no, I had I had three plus already typed in, and then you said Leviathan, and I'm like. I loved that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think think the pool of of like 15 movies will be very thin with Peter Weller towards some of it, but I was thinking about that too. A really good 10 to 
Yeah, I, I think that yeah. what, we, what would probably happen is we would have 20 with like six obvious choices and it would just be a matter yeah. of whether or not those six would actually make it through the chaos bracket because two of the six might not make it in. There's yeah. a part of me that also loves the idea of like doing a Peter Weller bracket and like for whatever reason not having Robocop win in some way like that would be that would be amazing if we could engineer that. <laughs> you can't engineer fate. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, isn't that is that the tagline to RoboCop? Uh, no, could be, it could be. All right, next up we have a very loud sound effect that I probably need to cut down on so I don't wake up my kids. All right, next up we have Dan. You'll be very happy about this Australian horror, not just horror. Sorry, Australian films. Australian Yes, but it's not explicitly exploitation. We did not limit it no, to that. We did. It can be any. I thought Australian. you said that. Okay. Right. Well, that's 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 my interpretation of what I'll be bringing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I think of the Australian films, but it, I mean, there's Peter Weir. There's so many, so many. Uh, that's that's yeah. I was thinking Peter Weir. Yeah. I, knowing us, there would definitely be a heavy bend towards exploitation, but mm-hmm. we are not restricting it to that. All right. Correct. Going up against. not feeling good about this guys going up against ticking clock movies movies set in almost real time (sighs) okay all right so uh ticking clock uh, i'll start with that one um i don't know i just that that is there are lots of gimmicks that movies use to try to like bring you into what's happening and some of those gimmicks i do not like found footage for the most part i don't love Admittedly, I've not seen enough great found footage. Maybe I'll change my mind after I view more of them. 3D. If it's depth, like if you're looking into 3D, it brings me in a little bit. But if it, things are coming out at you, like it breaks the reality for me because, you know, like uh, the, the example that I keep using constantly is in Hugo when Sasha Baron Cohen is leaning forward. I saw that in the theater and so much of that movie is depth. It gets to that scene and is leaning forward and he leans out of the, the screen and And the top part of his head is cut off because of just the way that it's framed. And it's just like, all right, well, nothing could have taken me out of this film any faster than having three fourths of a head come out of a screen. So most gimmicks to try to bring you into a movie for me don't work. Something about quasi real time movies does. Maybe it's because I also enjoy like the slice of life movies where it's just here's a snippet of what's going on. But like it's really condensing that into here is, you know, 90 to uh, 150 minutes of this situation and what are you going to do and how are you going to deal with it some movies deal with it better than others uh some movies have to then also throw in other gimmicks to make it work but i don't, I don't know real-time movies generally uh generally draw me in a little bit better than other film gimmicks uh yeah i'm right and I'm totally with you the the first one that i think of with um all right, so, so I've got two. I'll say the first one that comes to mind, and then I'll say the better one that comes to mind after uh, each of you give yours. So the first one that I think of is Nick of Time with Johnny Depp and uh, Christopher Walken, where Christopher, <laughs> yeah, Walken, <laughs> where Christopher Walken kidnaps Johnny Depp's kid, and uh, it, is John, it, it is Johnny Depp, right? 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp's. Yeah. Uh, kidnaps Johnny Depp's kid, and then Johnny Depp has to like go assassinate some political figure, and you know it's it, it's tense. Christopher Walken is just great. Christopher Walken. He does an amazing job of uh you know just creepy terrorist dude, and uh yeah, it's it, it's good. Um, it's not great, but it's good, and it it might be one of the first real time movies that I saw, so that's why it's one of the first ones that I think of. Dan, what's one of the first ones that you think of? I'll give my better one after we loop back around. Okay. Uh, the one I think of is Run Lola Run. And now I can no longer give my second one uh, when it comes back around because that is the <laughs> second one that I think of. <laughs> <clears throat> Tell us a little bit about Run Lola Run and why it's so goddamn amazing. Well, it's so goddamn amazing because it's real time three different ways. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it, it's about a little over an hour and a half long and it's pretty much telling you the same thing three different times and how it can go and it, it's just a magnificent piece of filmmaking yeah. very tense yeah i've never seen it it's from our boy uh tom, tom tickfer though who uh co-directed yeah. cloud atlas mm-hmm. it's, it's so tense and the tension only amps up because the first 30 minutes is tense and then it resets and you're like shit i have to watch this again and so like you're already <laughs> pre-anxious knowing yeah. what's gonna happen that's so fast i gotta see it's this movie. so good it's so good eric what's one of the first uh real-time movies that you think of uh for me it's uh any the i think the master of real-time filmmaking is Sidney lumet or lumet mm. I, I can't remember but um for me it's 12 angry men uh, 12 Angry Men, one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's just like such a I, I love real time movies because I think it's so good at just like at just like twisting a knot. Like it's just mm-hmm. a constant kind of course curve effect where things are just building and building. It's usually uh, I mean, that's that's the whole idea of like the ticking clock thing, I guess. Right. Is usually it's like we have to decide on something in a very specific amount of time. And you really feel that the time is ticking by because of the fact that it is actually happening in real time. You know, there's so many times where you watch movies and it's like, oh no, we only have a minute to defuse the bomb. And it's like five minutes go by in the, mm-hmm. in the film and you're, there's not as much tension. But when things are taking place in real time, I think it really adds to that. But yeah, 12, 12 Angry Men is such a great flick. Uh, but same with like Dog Day Afternoon or Fail Safe. Those, those all do such a mm-hmm. good job. That kind of Lumet trilogy of ticking clock films. Indeed. <clears throat> Uh, all right, Dan. Australian cinema. Uh, it's just. It gives me that nice '70s New York vibe, only in a lot of times in a very old West like setting. Right. Uh, where it's just lawless and every man for himself, and you know, I would be remiss if I'm going to talk about Australian films and not mention the Mad Max films. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I, I'm oddly enough more particularly fond of the very first one. There's just it's, something it's so I- interesting about that film. I mean, it's not obviously not the most famous one. It's not even probably the most second famous one. It was actually, you know, the, the third one I saw when I saw them. Um, cause yeah. I started that, I started those films off right with beyond Thunderdome. Um, <laughs> that's the one I have not seen. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. That's the weird thing about Mad Max is most people, when they think Mad Max, they think the second one and mm-hmm. you know, with a dash of beyond the Thund- beyond the Thunderdome. And then when people actually watch the original Mad Max for the first time thinking 
of um what, what's the what's the full title of the second one it's mad max um the road warrior the road warrior yeah. so when people think mad max and then they actually watch the first one they're like wait where's all like the post-apocalyptic shit like it is that's how so i feel when i watched the first one for the first time i was like oh this happens at like the end of the movie what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> like the synopsis of the film is like matt max uh seeks vengeance after his wife his wife and child are killed or whatever and it's like that happens like an hour and 15 minutes into the movie yep <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, we, we had another theme that did not make it either from the audience pick or from us, but we also had chase movies and yep. Mad Max would be a great, great mm. oh, yeah. for, uh, for chase 100%. movies. Uh, Eric, what's one of the first things that you think of when you think <clears throat> Austrian cinema? Um, uh, I think of uh, Peter Weir and uh, specifically Picnic at Hanging Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where mine mine goes, which isn't quite in the exploitation area. Uh, but that's kind of what that's kind of it, it's either that or like way off in the other direction with something like uh, Razorback. <laughs> Get some Russell Mulcahy in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have much to add because like I I can't think uh, exploitation without thinking Mad Max. So. That's the first and pretty much only one that came to mind. But or like uh, road, road games is another one too, which we already covered by uh, Brian Trench and Smith. He, oh yeah, yeah, like Stunt Rock, Stunt Rock, Dead End Drive In. He's got That's all good, yeah. yeah. Man, this this is a hard choice because you know I I know Run Lola Run, and we need to discuss it. But I mean, all of these other moves, movies, they just sound so <clears throat> Oz some. <laughs> Boy, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> really? <laughs> Crikey. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. What about Crocodile Dundee? How about that? <laughs> Why? Nah, I would totally do that. <laughs> but is it? I can't believe that wasn't the first movie we thought okay, of. Okay. So two, uh, two points of order clarification, whatever. Um, would Australian films be limited to only like made in slash by Australia or can it be movies involving Australia? Like could, would, would Crocodile Dundee work if um, if if the character is the only part that's actually Australian? Oh, but, but see, Crocodile Dundee is directed by an Australian and is written by Australians. So. Okay. okay, so it would work then. All right. Yeah, Robert cool. Woods just popped up in the chat. He said, hello, I is back. And you're talking about Australia. Nice. <laughs> Robert Woods, for anyone who doesn't know, is currently in Perth. <laughs> so, uh, we, we should defer to Robert, I think, of what constitutes uh, an Australian film, it, whether it has to be made in Australia by Australians or about Australians. I guess all that fits. What about the film Australia by, uh, it's by best boy Boz Lerman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, of course. Yeah, strictly ballroom, and uh, would Moulin Rouge count as an Australian film if if it's just a film by an Australian man? See, to, to no, me, Nicole, Nicole Kidman's Australian though. That's oh, true. that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I don't know if it counts though. I see. I don't know because if we're looking at it, captures like the feel of Australia. Then I think that <clears> opens it up a little bit more to not necessarily be made by Australians. Yeah, I wouldn't or, count restricting it. I probably wouldn't either. To be transparent, I just especially was since we have mu- especially since we have musicals, you know. <laughs> Moulin oh, Rouge is 
borderline. Um, so Robert Rhodes posted in the chat. I think oh, he's in Australia. Robert says Moulin Rouge is totally Australia. Okay, cool. So I have a backup in case musicals fall through. All right. <laughs> well, if if Australia makes it through, I should say. All right. Yeah. So uh, second clarification with ticking clock. How strict? Uh, how how strict do you think we would be on the real time aspect? Like, would movies that take so, for example, would Night of the Living Dead count? Because it's for the majority of the movie, it's that single location in the house. It feels like most of it's taking place almost in real time, but like it's not. Like it's over the course of the night. I wouldn't count it. Would would that be close enough? Or like Red Eye, where again most mm. of the movie is pre-flight and then on the flight but i don't i don't think that it's like actually sticking with the time pretty dark close to real real time i mean if it was like three <clears throat> hours instead of three a two-hour film that but they covered three hours of time you know i don't need to see people going to the bathroom and stuff like that so yeah when they, when they cut out stuff that isn't doesn't really matter you know but i'd want it to be pretty close to real time right okay i would I, for me, I'd go one to one. Like it's got it. I want it in real time, the whole time. <laughs> okay, all right. Run, Lola, run would be the obvious exception since it's resetting each time. But yeah, yeah. but I mean, I think it's a movie where where the the fact that it is in real time is like a significant, like something like Phone Booth. You know, like mm-hmm. that whole movie right. plays out over the course of like an hour and a half. You know, that that's kind of what I'm looking at. Right. Um, all right. Do each of you, is there anything else that either of you wants to add to the discussion before we vote? Nope. Is there anything else that I need to add to the discussion before I vote? I don't think so. And I'm making my vote and we'll debrief it a little bit afterwards. All right. Y'all ready? Yeah. Uh, wait, nope. I forgot I was in the wrong chat. Yeah. Popcorn punch out chat. All right. All right. Ready? Video rack attack. Oh, oh, oh okay. my! I was not expecting. Oh, uh, Ticking clock is triumphant. Nathan and I voted against Dan, who voted for the Aussies. Well, I, I literally is chaos, motherfuckers. Oh, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. good, good, good. Okay, okay. What just happened? All right, I literally deleted Ticking Clock, wrote Aussies, switched to the other chat, and had Ticking Clock written down and i was like you know what i'm going for ticking so i was if i was in the right chat i we would have australia (laughs) so uh dan are i've not been asking this but this seems like the first time that it actually matters are you using one of your chaos cards oh you're damn straight i'm using my (laughs) right australian is sticking around good this is how this is how this needed to happen (laughs) uh very glad because let, let me tell you what just happened in my brain. I was like, there is no way that Dan's voting for Ticking Clock. Just, I, I know it. I mean, you, you yeah, yeah, Very yeah, clear. Mm-hmm. Eric, I was positive that you were going to vote Australian. And I was like, you know oh, what? Oh, really? Yeah. And I wanted to vote Australian. I was like, man, I really want to cover some of these films. I really, really, really want to. No, I want to cover Run, Little Run. So... Like, so let me get this straight. I had to use my chaos card against two people who wanted to. <laughs> I <know. laughs> hey, I mean, that means it's a good, that sounds like a good chaos play to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, Dan? Um, you have chosen. 
<laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give the soundboard a rest for a little while. Uh, uh, yeah, Robert just one. said if Dan Hatton, he would have he, Robert would have used his uh, audience chaos card too. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's Australia why was we do. No matter what. That's why we do the uh, the players before the audience. All right, next up, we have neo noir. Oh, yes, sweet. Going up against. Space horror. Horror. Uh, Not Barbarella. <laughs> sure, yes. Uh, Neonor okay. and Space Horror. Uh, Eric, did you pick both of those? No, you picked Neonor, actually. I, oh, that's um, right. I added Neonor. Well, to I, the I list. drafted Neonor, but it was your suggestion originally right so the reason that i put it in there originally was because <clears throat> we've been talking about noir for a while we've been talking about doing neo vimber and covering the matrix um when we did our noir vimber a while ago that was oh man it was so much fun um yeah i i go to a used bookstore more than i should and uh most of the time i am looking for horror movie books but like right there underneath horror is noir books and when i find books about you know noir films i'm picking that up and you know i it, it's something that i'm so fascinated in but so wildly unschooled in that i need more noir in my life and as even though this is neo noir and not just straight up noir i i like also some of that blending of you know the, the that classic cinema style with more modern sensibilities and and we brought it up a lot recently uh where we've been talking about i I'm, i was trying to remember what we were talking about that i said this is a perfect example of how neo-noir should be told and as much as i absolutely adore brick um and, and i love it i love brick so much it is such a perfect movie i adore brick it's also true that brick i feel like kind of broke neo-noir to where now too many people are trying to make it feel noir but with neon and i just there's something about it that i don't don't know um so if we end up with neo-noir i was wanting to do more of like the it gets at the heart of noir but in a different style rather than just being you know a CD detective in LA, you know, but set in 2020 yeah. rather than 1920 kind of thing. Cause it gets, it gets tricky for me. Cause like for me with Neo Noir, the, there are a couple of different tracks. There's something like LA confidential, which is just a modern version of a noir that's set in the forties, but right. it's just like, it's, it's still set in the forties, but it is actually a much more realistic portrayal of what that would have looked like, looked like as opposed to what, you would have gotten from a noir film actually made in the forties. Um, <clears throat> uh, but then there's also the other kind of track to that is like the kind of more updated, like modern day noir, something like one false move um, mm-hmm. in that kind of vein. So that's kind of like the two tracks in my mind is like yeah. the more pastiche kind of like, this is a classic noir film told from a modern perspective, or you just got a fully updated modern day detective kind of story yeah and i i can't remember. so it gets a little mushy yeah and i can't remember the movie that we used as an example i think that we were talking about it during our uh final girl series in february 
but I can't remember for the life of me what it was. So go back and listen to the last like 30 episodes, uh, audience, and mm. tell me well, and then there's what of movie course, I used as the example. There's, of course, the also like the sci-fi noir kind of stuff like Blade Runner or yeah. uh, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, what's that Duncan Jones movie that he made that wasn't very good? Uh, Mute. Well, I don't know why that's the movie that came up to mind, but yeah, there's also the kind of sci-fi noir. Right. So with that, um, one of the first ones that comes to mind, I already mentioned Break and how much I love that one, but one of the first movies that comes to mind for me, and maybe, maybe we might already have a chance to resurrect a movie that we should have covered two months ago, Dark City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a good neo-noir. Uh, Dan, what's one of the first neo noirs that you think of? Uh, I, I I love it, uh, so much that I had trouble just narrowing it down to one. Uh, I'm actually waiting right now on an Australian import from Imprint to come and clear through customs. Uh, they did a neo noir box set that included uh, something stuff like One False Move, Rush, Flesh and Bone. Uh, yeah, yeah. But when I think of noir, uh, some bear noir, I, I'm I'm going to the ice cold area, and I'm thinking a simple plan. Ooh. Yeah, dude, you just <laughs> said the magic word. Uh, <laughs> God, a simple plan is so fucking good. okay. Man, yeah, a, this a is live I'm cold so mad. Others. This is up against space oh, war. Shit, that's what it was. It was raising Arizona. That was Ooh. the neo noir. Where it's just the down on his luck dude who is, you know, uh, teams up with the, the sort of the fast talking dame who is trying to go after, uh, you know, whatever this, whatever the Maltese Falcon is in this case, you know, the Maltese septuplet. Um, it, yeah, that's that's, that's that interesting. had I, to have been what it was. It had to have been raising Arizona. I would think like, I mean, like obviously Blood Simple. Mm-hmm. Or um, even like Big Lebowski, man who wasn't there. Man who wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, that's that's a, like mm-hmm. Big Lebowski is like is de- very deliberately uh, based on. Um, yeah, it's a Marvel it, book. It's, it's a is it Maltese Falcon, or is it a uh, the other one? The big sleep. It's the big sleep. Big sleep. Yeah, yeah. it's the big sleep. Um, Ray, it's yeah, Ch- Raymond Chandler. Um, hmm. So Eric is that raising uh, Arizona is interesting. I never thought about it in, in, as it being a noir. D- d- but I mean, Musco and stuff is obviously very oh, yeah. hard boiled. Fargo, obviously. Uh, so Eric, did you say which one first comes to mind? I, I was distracted by raising Arizona. Um, I, I think I did right. L.A. Confidential. Okay, cool. One false move. Yeah. All right, uh, mm. and then space horror. Who picked space horror? It was an audience pick, but okay. It was an audience pick, but I I suggested it. Uh, right. Yeah, they did a space horror draft on screen drafts recently, and I was uh, <laughs> I was all about that. And I've been I've been like hammering on the sunshine horn for so long now. Sunshine is one of my favorite movies of all time. So fucking good, and we have to talk about it. And I was deliberately trying to engineer a reason for us to talk about it. Um, fantastic, Danny Boyle film. Yeah, that that's that's for me. Space War Sunshine is it. So you want you want to know uh, one of the first things that I think when I think space horror? Jason X. I almost put Jason X, but I no. figured that was what you were going for. Starship Troopers. I mean Alien, of course. Starship Troopers. Like, some Starship Troopers. <laughs> yes. Leprechaun in space. Leprechaun in space. <laughs> Leprechaun in space. Yes. 
No, the of course. the the Jason X is the one that I picked for my sequel tropes. If that one <laughs> comes out of the skull, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, uh, Dan. Yeah, Space War is just so good. The uh, is Leprechaun in Space the one that you first think of, or <laughs> did you have another <laughs> one? No, I, I always think of Event Horizon when I think Space War. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, that the best one. Paul W.S. Anderson film. That one would also be good because uh, I covered it years ago, and honestly, I do not feel like the episode gives the movie justice. Like I, I yeah, the the review did not do justice. It needs a revisit, and um, yeah, uh, Event Horizon absolutely would uh, d- deserves the treatment from all three of us. Uh, all right. Any additional discussion of neo noir versus space horror? Nope. I don't know. Well, I mean, no, no, no additional discussion. I'm just like really. Here's here's something else to complicate it for you. Dark City can count for both. <laughs> <laughs> How does that complicate it for me? <laughs> Because that doesn't clarify, like, oh man, I really wanted to. Because we we can talk about Dark City. In, uh, in, All right, in I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Let's get it rolling for fellas. All right, let's get into umbrellas. the popcorn punch out. All right, Dan, do you have your vote locked in? Ready to go, Eric? Do you have your vote locked in? Aye, aye, Captain. All right, video rack attack. Clean oh, sweep. Clean sweep for neo noir. That Ooh. was not. I was not expecting that. Okay, really? that's cool. How mm. how are you not expecting that? I I don't know. I just thought space horror was. I thought I don't know. A space horror is space great. Horror is a, space so space horror is a lot of fun. It also maybe it's because we cover horror so much. That's a good point. Yeah, especially if neo noir gets that November slot. I don't know something about like being cold. It's starting to be you know the, that's, the winter season. It it being mm. noir November. It seemed like the right choice. November and the and the idea that we could potentially get a simple plan in there is for mm-hmm. me that's the mm, that 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 puts it over the edge for me. All right, so I've been forgetting to ask, uh, Eric. Do you want to use your chaos card for space horror? I do not, my good sir. Dan, do you want to use your chaos card for space <clears throat> horror? No, sir. And I am not using mine because I'm saving all of mine. Uh, also. Uh, I forgot to ask this. When you used Dan, when you used your chaos card for the Australian films, mm-hmm. are you adding that to the round of eight or are you adding it to the chaos bracket? Chaos bracket. Okay. That goes over here. I've had luck with that. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's see how it right. goes. So if yeah. you end up using your second chaos card, it advances it to the next round. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have. I love the sound effect. Two. Next up, we have black exploitation. Yes. Going up against single location films. I think both uh, of you added these to the list. I can't remember. Did I add single location? I don't remember. Single. I don't, both of these were originally mine. That I yeah, I think, I, yeah. My fifteen. All right. I, so I pulled single location films into the yeah. thing. All right. So here. Dan, tell us why you added black exploitation to the list, and also why you picked it. 
because because goddamn, we need to see some dolomite. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. I just I just love that era of filmmaking. It's just pure. You know, don't give a. Fuck. We're gonna throw whatever we want on the screen, and damn the man. You know what we what we're gonna put up. We're gonna put up. And they just there's such some there's so many amazing films that came out of like that ten year span that I could literally name a hundred that I'd want to watch. <laughs> yep. Uh, don't do that now because but instead I'll time for that with Dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that also oh, no. uh, you know kind of brings in that sort of seventies grimy New York that we've been talking about for a while. That uh, we're we're just finding other ways to like try to drag that in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, what is the first movie yep. that you think of when you think black exploitation? Uh, Foxy Brown. Yeah. I think of I think of Pam Greer. Like she's hell yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's my go-to. Well, I also think Pam Greer, but I think coffee. coffee yeah, coffee. Of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, the baddest one chick hit squad that ever hit town. Yeah, Watch it. Anytime you can hide a gun in your afro, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. And anything else to add about black exploitation before we give some of the stats for uh, single location films? Uh, no, I would just I would be very curious to do it be- simply because it's a it's a corner of of film history that I am not very familiar with, and I would love to uh, to to kind of become more well versed in that. Mm-hmm. yep also we can get into you know like some horror with it um, <clears throat> I, I think that yeah, we are adjacent but oh yes absolutely things like Blackula um, mm-hmm. but even even things like uh, Candyman you know we, we could get into some semantics about whether or not that would count Ganja and Hess Ganja and Hess yeah that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. didn't, uh, didn't Spike Lee do a remake of Ganja and Hess the sweet blood of Jesus. <laughs> that's right. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Uh, awesome. All right, Eric. Single location. Uh, yeah, this is kind of similar for me to like taking clock films, where there's just something about the challenge of creating a film and trying to put it into, like, trying to limit yourself to only one location um, to be able to try and like tell a story within a certain, I, I feel like a lot of times like single location and real time films kind of go hand in hand with one another. You think of something like rope. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I um, of course uh, I've got to go with Titanic again for single location. films. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got to do. I'm getting Titanic in here, Nathan. So <laughs> somehow, some way I, I just want to point out wow. Something that happened off mic and off podcast. Eric came by a while ago, and and we we're talking about this. And he asked very pointedly, "Does Titanic count as a single location if the boat <laughs> keeps moving?" <laughs> and part of me now wants to say no. It's no a very large counts. location. <laughs> but but yes, it is. It is one single confined location. Does up James Cameron's ass count as a single location? <laughs> I mean, that is where so he what you're permanently saying is any resides. James Cameron film will count. I am totally on board if, that's, if, that's, if we can count it that way. Oh, uh, yeah. Moving uh, locations are even more fun. Like, uh, look, speed to cruise control. I mean, come on. 
Sure. More boats. I well, mean, actually, just speed in general, of course. The on a bus. The fleet I mean, has more locations than you would have. It's that is very true. Yeah, it doesn't yes. stick with it. That well, that would be kind of an on the line one. Also, like with the uh, ticking clock, it would depend on how much of the movie has to take place in a single location. Because uh, like, yeah. the first one that I think, Eric, that was very loud. Oh, I've just slid my microphone over a little <laughs> I'm bit. Aware yeah. of that. <laughs> it didn't, I didn't hear anything. I guess it rattled. Oh, it was loud, man. Yeah, <laughs> I thought. So. I I thought Mechagodzilla was uh, breaking into the feed. <laughs> so, the first one that I think of was a film. The one of the last films that Eric and I actually saw in theaters together at the 2019 Chat Film Fest, Harpoon, directed by Rob Grant. Oh god, that yeah, movie that's so is good. tense as. <laughs> So oh, good. So good. So good. Yeah. Dan, what, what's one of the first single location films that you think? Uh, it's one of the ones that I most recently watched, and it would also fall under Ticking Clock, but that's uh, Lock with Tom Hardy. Mm, yes. Side of a car for the entire film. Ooh. Minus like the first like two minutes when he gets in the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> he that, gets into the location. <laughs> that's the thing with Harpoon. There's more than zero minutes where they are not on a boat but like the the entirety of the film uh oh you know what uh, another film that is almost exclusively on a boat that would i think absolutely count eric i'll give you a hint we were talking about it earlier involving two of our favorite people uh, uh, uh sam Neill and billy zane wait what was the first part oh you're talking about no wait, you're not talking about Triangle. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Dead Calm. Oh, Dead I've never seen Dead Calm. Australian. Oh another yeah, Australian Ooh. is Australian and single location. Oh. I, I think we're gonna end up talking about uh, Dead Calm in the upcoming months. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. What's the other one? Uh no, that was both of them. Uh any further discussion about either of those? Um, no, sir. Let's do it. How uh, uh, uh clarification would Reservoir Dogs count is enough of that movie in the warehouse to count I would not as a count single those. location because you got the whole big opening scene of the restaurant yeah and, and, and there and are flashbacks the, yeah all the flashbacks are not in the heist hideout so yeah. i would not count that. Okay, that that's what i couldn't remember is how much of the movie was uh, flashbacks i know the opening scene and even if that's like 20 minutes if the mm-hmm. next 60 were you know them that uh hideout I think it could count, but I couldn't remember what the ratio no, of flashbacks. You've got to, Tim Roth meeting with his other undercover guy. You've got him telling the story of yeah. the bathroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've got our scenes. The Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let me get back in the chat so that I can put in my vote. There we go. Uh, Dan, do you have your vote locked in? Yes, I do. Eric. Yes, sir. All right. Video rack attack. <laughs> I think you said video oh. rack attack. <laughs> oh, and a double for single locations. I'm sorry, Dan. It's Black exploitation right. has been defeated. There's it's been crushed by the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pam Greer now hates you. <laughs> oh, hey, would a would um uh undercover brother count as black exploitation? Oh yeah. Totally would. Even though it's like a parody of Black Exploitation. Yeah, like both, both that and Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite, yeah. Black Dynamite would be great. Damn. Okay. I didn't it's, even think about it. It's too late. You've already voted. 
It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It, Black exploitation. Oh, I love yeah. Undercover Brother. This movie is so <laughs> Yeah, I love that that would be your turning point. Well, <laughs> I know I we just, could have included Undercover Brother. Black exploitation. Really I, I am. I am positive. I am positive it's going to uh, come back again. So, uh, Dan, do you want to use your uh, remaining chaos card on Black Exploitation? Nope. No, I do. do you want to use your chaos card on Black Exploitation? Uh, no, sir. And Robert, in the audience, do you want to use uh, the audience pick for black exploitation? As I get these other things ready, Let's see what is that? Mm. Nope. All right. Said so, nope. All, All right. right. What are we down to? How many? How many do we have left? We have here? six films left. One, two, three. So three matchups. Six. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's that's not too bad. Only three more matchups. All right. Next up, we have a movie theme dealing with uh, another country. We have Korean films up against. I'm very curious to see uh, the internal struggle that Dan is about to experience. (laughs) Korean cinema versus battle your bully. Mother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this is. I mean, at least I it's know cold. what is going to go. That's next, very but. true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Korean cinema, Dan. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, it's something I started doing last year. Uh, actually, in June, I did a little thing called June in the Park, where I watched a lot of uh, mm. Bong Joon-ho and Chan Woo Park films. And then nice. uh, just just kept going from there. It's, it's to the point now where my other podcasting partner, Tom, watched he he put down like seventy Korean films last year. Wow! He, he's just all in on them. Um, it, it, they're just they're 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 amazing films that we don't get to see over here. And when we do, we usually get the best of the best, like Parasite and the Vengeance trilogy. And there, there's there's so many good films. Um, that just talk talk. They tackle every single. To product from horror to comedy to family, they to crime, they can do everything. They do it very, very well. Um, I won't go with an obvious pick here, but um, I will go with something less obvious, like um, go with JSA, which was a film that just stunned me last year. It's about four guys who are guards on the demilitarized no 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 cross zone are there on the night shift between North Korea and South Korea it's you know that the demarcation line and as much as their countries hate each other for you know bullshit political reasons and so forth these four guys end up becoming <clears throat> and each night cross that zone to play cards to listen to music and it eventually kind of puts their lives in danger once it's discovered what they're doing. Uh, it, it's just a, an amazing film. And it's it, it tackles a topic that is very unique to their situation. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to be doing, even though we're doing, you know, Juniversal over here, I'm still going to be watching a lot of Korean films this June. Anyway. <clears throat> um, but yeah, good stuff. They make great films. 
Yeah. Uh, the first one that I think of, uh, just because, very sadly, I have not yet seen it, but it has been on my, why have I not watched this? Um, ever since I first heard about it, I have still not yet seen Parasite. So, that oh, is, f- yeah. So, that's the Nathan's very first friend. one that I thought when, uh, when I think Korean cinema is, I got to catch up on very, very obvious so ones. Good. All his all his films are amazing. Uh, have you seen The Host? Oh yeah, love the host. Okay, yeah, we okay. did an episode on that one. Did okay, we? I can't remember the episodes that we've done before. I'm like that one's a video monster film through and through. Yeah, we oh, definitely yeah. did a full episode on that one at one point. I mean, if not, we we need to. <clears throat> and, and sadly, that's one of his weaker films, in my opinion. It's man, it's yeah. So I would good. say yeah. I would say yeah. so. But it's still, you know, I don't think there's a film of his that I would rate less than like four stars. No, Bong Joon-ho rules. Yeah, He's like so Snowpiercer. Good. Uh, yeah, so good. Memories of Murder. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So many good uh, films. Oakjaw is pretty good, too. Oakjaw, yeah. I love that film. Speaking of twisted Tilda Swinton <laughs> films. <laughs> oh, man. Tilda well, that Swinton, that needs to be a theme. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, that be a good that one. needs to be its own mm-hmm. theme. Um, all right, Dan. What about Battle Your Bully? No, this this is a series that's a little more near and dear to my heart because um, I grew up again watching a lot of '80s films where this was a much much larger topic. It seemed like back in back in those days because you know yeah it really is what a problem that's bullies way. still are. It just seems like movies where kids kind of fought back against their bullies seemed very time and place. Um, and my, my favorite one is John Carpenter's Christine. Ooh, I didn't even consider that about battle your bully movie, but that's perfect. (laughs) It it is literally a perfect movie. Yeah. I I can't disagree with you on that. I I got into a Facebook discussion with another friend of mine who had post about, uh, the movie, this movie called three o'clock high. That's kind of what I was thinking more like, but the bully in that film was named buddy. And I'm like, oh man! And <laughs> Christine, it's Buddy Repperton. It's, uh-huh. like, it just seems like Buddy was the go-to name for both the '80s. It's because, mm. like, anytime you get into a fight with someone, you're like, "Hey, Buddy!" Yeah, up, <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. Ah, uh, especially in the South, if you're getting into a fight with someone, it's like, "Hey there, Buddy." <laughs> hey, there's too many words. It's look, Buddy. Look, Buddy. Yeah, look, yeah. Buddy. Eric, what about what about you? What's one of the first things that comes to mind when you think battle your bully movies? Uh, well, the Karate Kid, of course. That is the ultimate battle your bully, where you're literally getting into a tournament, a fighting tournament against your bully. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So many '80s movies are about battling your bully. Uh, Karate Kid's like kind of an obvious one. Like My Bodyguard is another one that I I haven't seen, but I I really really want to see. I've heard so many good things about it on like Pure Cinema podcasts. Um, Robert's yeah. put in the chat, uh, Carrie, which absolutely. Oh, wouldn't. Carrie, perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. A lot of lots of Stephen King. King. King deals a lot with bullies. He yeah. sure does. I, I, just it about all of them it. is a total battle your bully movie. So one of the first ones that I thought of is, it's a movie that I think that the three of us could have a blast analyzing and like really getting into. And it could easily be a three-hour episode because of all of the nuance of separating why it is an amazingly constructed film, why there is so much to to discuss and analyze, 
and why it's a very difficult film to recommend to other people to watch along the lines of natural born killers where i think there's a heavy dose of satire and a heavy dose of calling out like, you know just some of why you know guns are bad one of the first things that i think of is bobcat goldthwaite's god bless america which if you've wow. not seen it's it, it is an uncomfortable watch because there's so much comedy but it's about a guy who just gets sick of it and then you know follows in the footsteps of natural burn killers and mm-hmm. it, it, it it's it's so uncomfortable to watch because of like how real it feels uh especially because we f-ing live in America where there's too easy of access to guns and when there's you know countless horrific you know real life things uh, happening with guns on a daily basis like it's it's so difficult but i feel like bobcat also infuses a lot of satire and you understand why the character is doing the things that he is doing but he is still doing despicable things and and like again i feel like there could be a ton of discussion of 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 why it is a more nuanced issue it's also just really funny again (laughs) tragic and horrific but still really funny <clears throat> all right i think that i know <laughs> i think i know what i'm voting for any further I'm, discussion i'm torn but i think i know which direction to go make the right I'm trying choice to think here. about diversity sake but like yeah all right, i'm good i'm good let's go all right all right dan i'm sure that you have it locked in so video yep. rack attack Oh, oh man, I'm so sorry. How do I still get defeated in my own bracket? Korean <laughs> films have defeated bullies. They beat down the bullies. You know, damn it. I automatically that really makes like, sense. You you said the bullies are near and dear to your heart. Mm-hmm. I should have known. I was trying to figure out which one. Like I was thinking bullies because of um like when I mentioned diversity, obviously Korean films are more diverse because they're not full of, uh, you know, Americans. But, um, but I was thinking diversity of like types of films and Battle Your Bully. Uh, I feel like I made a mistake, but that's okay because Korean films are great. Yes, they are. Um, well, and again, we're going to be doing this for decades, so I'm sure we'll come back up. Yeah, I can't be upset with Korean films winning. So yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that, and and that's uh, that was my main reason is a lot of the films that we just mentioned with Battle Your Bullies, like it, those are great movies that we've discussed a lot of them, and even if we've not done like full episodes on them we've we have talked about it and christine and carrie and um you know maybe not necessarily in a good light but even like revenge of the nerds and stuff like that we've talked about bully movies within some context we've not done much korean cinema and wanted a bit more diversity that's good good point uh dan do you want to use your chaos card on battle your bullies no eric (laughs) i am not using it and I assume that if Robert wanted to use it, he would pipe up in the chat to say so. He just did. <laughs> he said nah. He right. said nah. So what do we got? One, two, three, four. Wait, no. One, two, three, four, five, six. So we got two more pairings. 
This is a long episode. All right. Need some more audience picks going in there. <laughs> yeah, so far as Space War, the only one. God, there's one audience pick that I'm going to be fucking furious if it doesn't get pulled out of this hat. There were. Th- I think that it's uh, uh, fate making up for how many of the audience picks came through last time. And also, mm. these were some great audience picks. I don't think that we spent enough time talking about that. But 90s superhero comics, time loops, movies about filmmaking, most dangerous games, and Space War. <laughs> I would be happy if those were the five themes that we covered because all of those are great. All my suggestions just want to just want to toot my own horn there a little bit. No, I'm tooting the audience horn. All right. So yeah, another big one. Speaking Uh, of horns, we have killer animals, real animals, not real killers. Okay. 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 Going up against teen movies. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just, there's, one fucking, there's one audience. That, first of all, neither one of these are audience themes. And second of all, there's one in particular that I'm going to be livid if it doesn't get so pulled out of this you're, you're less upset about uh, this and more about what it's not. I'm upset. Yeah, I'm upset with what it's not. All right. Well, Dan, teen movies. You added this one and picked this one, right? Yes. All right. What you got? Oh, I mean, it's it's such a diverse. I say diverse, considering it's only teenagers. But um, you can get a great teen film out of pretty much any decade, be it uh, American Graffiti or King Porky's or you know, Can't Hardly Wait. You can find some great teen movies every decade. Yep. And you know, since bullies yeah. didn't go through, most bullies tend to be mm-hmm. uh, teenagers. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, yeah, many many of the bullies' films can fit into this quite easily. Yep, uh, I know how much Eric loves coming of age films. So yeah, yep, dude, you got some of that as well. Uh, what's one of the first films that you think of, Dan, when you think teen movies? I oddly enough think of Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> okay, so good. God, I, I love, love that movie. movie so fucking much because it was one of those I just watched it on a whim and expected to fucking hate it and I'm like god damn this is so good better <laughs> <laughs> than it had any right to be <laughs> you're gonna love my pick then there's also uh, lots of third eye blind on the soundtrack for yeah greatest band of all time <laughs> maybe not of all time but my favorite my personal favorite band Ugh. Eric what do you think of when you think teen movies uh well this should come as no surprise uh given that Richard Linklater is my favorite filmmaker dazed and confused it's sure. the ultimate teen movie for me there's there's nothing that tops it other than maybe the film that I think is obviously the inspiration for it uh, American Graffiti um uh, yeah dazed and confused one of my all time favorite movies I could just put it on and be it's just it's a it's a perfect film I love it so much uh, and it encompasses so many different types of teenagers I think is what works so well about that you've got like the nerdy kids you've got the upcoming freshmen you've got the the bullies with their paddles seeking out the the younger kids oh man it's a defeat your bullies movie it is a defeat it absolutely is (laughs) um uh you got matthew mcconaughey who's not even in high school anymore (laughs) you got you got everybody there's a little bit of everything so yeah adam goldberg getting into a fight so i think I think that yeah, with both of those, you're really, really going to love the first movie that comes to mind when I think teen movies. Are you being sarcastic? I'm not being sarcastic. 
however the movie is because you sound like a goddamn parody i think of not another teen movie <laughs> the other one I oh, thought you were gonna say wet hot american one. summer <laughs> no, i should think wet hot american summer because that that movie is perfect no i think not another teen movie it is one of the uh it, it, it's in that shitty line of you know parodies and spoofs where they're no longer good they're no longer funny like it's no longer it's airplane. actually pretty good i like not another teen movie mm, i think it's, it's actually pretty solid it, it's it's right and it there. has teen movie right there in the title right there it's in right the title there. it's it's one of the ones that i think was like right on that edge between like the great you know like naked gun um top secret um hot shots where like they were really funny into the like disaster movie an epic movie and like the ones that now like the titles will take eight different movies and all cram them into one not another teen movie yeah yeah it's not good but the thing about it that kind of works in a way that's fun is i i do think that it kind of does a really really good job of parodying some of those other trashy teen movies like um uh, uh american pie and she's yeah, all yeah, that absolutely. and like just because of when it was made so many of the movies that it's parodying weren't great and so i feel like there's a little bit more fun to be had with the joke but it's still not a great movie um if teen movies does i mean technically true, it's not a teen movie so t- not another teen movie <laughs> Sorry. i mean cut that it's no, stupid no I'm, I'm keeping that terrible so so yeah um not another teen movie one of the first ones i think of it's been years since i've seen it maybe it's better than what i remember um i i did see it wait no did i see that one nope nope sorry i was thinking of when i uh, first saw a scary movie i don't remember the first time that i saw uh not a not another teen movie but uh but yeah hey you know what else is a teen movie nathan if if you say titanic i'm going to flip my computer <laughs> i wasn't actually thinking of titanic but uh thank you for the suggestion <laughs> uh, no i was gonna say something you hate even more film about teenagers yeah uh um, fighting fighting uh st demons yeah it follows can f- right off so it follows definitely a good team movie animals killer animals real animals not real killers there are plenty of movies like jaws and grizzly and crawl and gator and uh piranha there are plenty of movies about real animals that can be real killers not all of them actually do kill in real life but they all you know are big beefy clawy teethy um kind of animals uh razorback you know like all of these (laughs) movies because boars will you up there's plenty of movies about real animals that can be real killers in life regardless of how many times they do actually kill you know sharks have been demonized because they're not all actually man killers but you know (laughs) they, they will still bite your leg off um and and there's also plenty of like fake animals that uh that that are killers so um i'm trying to think of like some fake animals or uh bigfoot like bigfoot or um or the chupacabra or like or yeah crocosaurus or sharktopus (laughs) or the loch ness monster (laughs) or like any of these other cryptids and those are a lot of fun those are a whole lot of fun but i was very specifically thinking of real animals like I don't, I don't know llamas llama wouldn't kill you 
unless it's a llamageddon or <laughs> sheep. A sheep wouldn't kill you unless it's black sheep or beavers. <laughs> beavers won't kill you unless they're zombievers. So, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about just all of those and how fun it is to take real animals that are not real killers and put them into a killer movie. And then, for my example, the movie that I thought of as an almost perfect movie. It's been a little bit since I've seen it, so uh, I'm not going to speak definitively on its perfection, but it's a goddamn great movie. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. um Yeah. Because all of these other movies, like, you know, they're laughable, like Birdemic. But man, I don't know if either of you have ever seen The Birds, but it is legit terror inducing. And it's. (laughs) This is so fascinating. I I just have to say, really quick, Robert Woods is saying The Birds is his favorite Hitchcock movie. The Birds is my least favorite Hitchcock movie (laughs) of the ones I've seen. It's so good. I find it kind of boring. You are wrong. Um. Yeah, I need to give it another shot. But I was I was pretty bored with it. Yeah, it's oh, it's so good. Um. So, but before we start discussing it a little bit, when I think real animals, not real killers, again, has to be a real animal. So no cryptids. It can't be something that really kills bears, sharks, crocodiles, stuff like that. Um. But also, I'm making the distinction between insects and bugs because I feel like there's too many killer bug movies which is why it has its own category and also the animal itself has to do the killing it cannot be a carrier for something else so outbreak oh yeah this is i was like can contagion count contagion (laughs) outbreak anything where there is an animal that has a virus that then gets passed on to humans and the virus is what's killing people that does not count if the virus infects the animal and turns the animal into a killer animal that's fine but it can't just be like oh the monkey bit a person and they caught a disease and then that is what's killing people so it has to be actual animals they, they, they can be you know modified animals again zombievers lamageddon black sheep those aren't <laughs> those aren't just normal versions of those animals but uh but yeah all right any further discussion about killer animals versus teens Mm-mm. No, sir. All right. Got your votes locked in? Nope. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I got to get to the right chat. <clears throat> I am locked in. I'm sad. I, I am preemptively sad about where uh, this is going to go. <laughs> Why would you be preemptively sad? <laughs> Let's just vote. Where video, is this going? Video mm-hmm. rack attack. Yep. Oh, look. Teen <laughs> movies have killed the killer animals. Oh no, who could have foreseen this? <laughs> I just want to point out that uh, Eric stopped by my office one day. We spent a solid hour going down an internet rabbit trail looking at all of the different possible movies that could count. We did. We did spend a long time because I was like, so- oh, this is a fascinating idea because there, there's so many. That's one of the things that stopped me from voting killer animals is how many of them I feel will be very, very similar. Uh, that's understandable. Yep. Still makes me sad. All right, last pairing. Love to talk about alligator. Would love to talk about alligator, but but that's that's a real killer. So like that would yeah. go, you know, in the. What? How many alligators kill people a year? At least two. All right, last pairing. One is too many. 
<laughs> I bet cows kill people cow kill people more often than crocodiles. <laughs> uh, I think that's a load of bull. All right, last pairing. <laughs> God, please, we have please. please. It's I'm utterly right. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to have a cow if uh, a certain theme is not pulled. Oh, well, um, you know, you're, you're going to hoof to deal with it. So we have. I'm, I'm so relieved and so happy because in our final pairing, we have time loops. Oh, Okay. Versus sequel tropes. God. <laughs> so fucking mad. <laughs> we don't have ninety superheroes no, on here. Do not. Oh my god. I hate this. I hate this stupid <laughs> thing that came up with so goddamn much. <laughs> Look, All right, you could have had Last Spunky. Action Hero if you had just gone with movie watching. Killer animals. No, that's what we're talking about anymore. Time loops <laughs> versus sequel tropes. I cannot believe that all five of my, all five of the audience picks <laughs> were things that I suggested, and only two of them came through. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway, let's go on. Oh, uh, uh, right. Um, uh, do either of you want to use your <laughs> chaos card to save killer animals? <laughs> no, I'm I'm tempted, but not tempted enough. All right, <clears throat> time loops, Eric. <laughs> you you added that one to the list, didn't you? Because it was an audience pick. Uh, yeah, sorry. I just had to get, hit my inhaler here really quick. Um, <clears throat> time loops. Yes. Time loops. This is one that we've been uh, talking about for a long time. Yep. That was not a joke, by the way. I'd like to point out I literally <laughs> used my inhaler. You might, you probably heard it on the mic. Um, oh, my God. Time loops. Yeah. I, I love time travel. It's a fun concept to screw around with. Um, there are a lot of great films that fall under this uh, category. I went specifically with time loops because I again it's another one of those like really fun constraints to put on a story, um, similar to something like real time where it's like you have to with time loops in time loops in particular. I always enjoy the kind of uh, th there's a precision to them that I think is interesting where you have to kind of set up these very specific beats early on in the film that you then repeat and that you recognize throughout the film to kind of give it a baseline mm -hmm. for what the situation is and then play into that like run lola run and run lola run in particular does something kind of similar to that um for me i'm going my less than obvious choice is a film that came out a couple years ago that i absolutely adore called palm springs with andy <laughs> sandberg that movie fucking rules it is so good and i feel like not enough people talk about it um, I really, really like that that film. Um, so yeah, that was kind of why I'd added it. Kind of regretting it now, but that's fine. Whatever. So, uh, also for just a bit of clarification, this is very specifically time loops, not time travel. Yeah. So time this travel, is not. So. Uh, well, I guess technically it could be someone traveling through time, sort of. But typically, when you think time loop, you think of like of the time travel happening to the person rather than the person traveling through time. So things like Groundhog yeah, Day. They're stuck in a single day usually. Right. 
So yeah, like stuff like Groundhog Day, Bill Murray is not in a time machine and resetting the day. It's just, you know, the universe is f***ing with him. Um, one of the ones that we'll get into this uh, in just a second. When we do some of the discussion. Um, yeah, very specifically time loop, not time travel. And the first one that comes to mind, and Eric, you already mentioned this earlier, but Triangle, directed by Christopher Smith. That movie, I, I know not everyone loves that movie. And maybe it's just because when we watched it, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I adored that movie. I love it so, so It's very much. good. The and, and it took a while to get into it for me. Like when, uh, because we watched it at the same time and did a live chat in Discord. And the first, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, I was like, I'm kind of kind of bored. Like, there's just not really much happening. I don't think that I really care about these characters. It's just, it's very middling. It's fine. But then, I, I don't remember what exactly it was that uh, that kicked things around, but something happened that I was like, oh, okay, now I'm on board. Pun intended, because they're on a boat. And then, <laughs> it gets to the ending, and I'm not going to spoil what happens in the ending, but it gets to the ending, and I remember saying, God damn. It just and and I'm not going to explain exactly why it hit me so hard, but uh, anyone who has listened to our podcast for more than two episodes is probably aware of why. But man, the the ending just hit me so hard, and it recontextualized the entire film, and it, and it made it, it it just made it so much more interesting and so much more powerful. And because it is a time loop movie. I feel like it's the kind of movie that you could rewatch without uh, feeling like it's being too repetitive because you've already kind of rewatched it and watching it the first time because it just keeps cycling through. So rewatching it, you would have more context to uh, understand the beginning of the film with the context at the end of the film. But it's it it's so good, and I wish that Christopher Smith had done more movies because um, I I am in love with all of his movies that I've seen. So far, I've only seen five of them and one of the shorts, uh, Triangle, Black Death, Severance, Detour, Get Santa, and a short, The 10,000th Day. But I've, I've loved every single one of these. They are, God, they're so f***ing good. Uh, Dan, what do you think when you think time loops? I think time crimes. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> time crimes is so good. Agreed. It, that was an unexpected gem of a film that I had I had heard that hey this is really good never had heard of it found a copy of it watched it and I'm like this is the shit man this 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 person needs to make more films Nacho Vigalondo mm -hmm. he also made Colossal which is a great film not a time loop movie though no but <laughs> one of the great films on toxic masculinity yeah absolutely and it's got Dan Stevens, who uh, can be toxically <laughs> masculine around me any day. <laughs> oh, same with Jason Sudeikis, too, actually. Yeah, let them both like surround me with their toxicity. I'll take it. Uh, if you're listening to System of a Down, um, while also... Okay. Uh, sequel tropes. Um, yeah, we, we kind of mentioned this at the beginning when, when I picked it, but when I think sequel tropes, I'm primarily thinking like 80s sequel tropes. It, it, it spanned uh, a little bit further around that. But I'm thinking about how so, so many movies, um, they, they basically just keep repeating the same movie, but they have to go to space. <coughs> Sorry, it like uh, a time no, loop. The, the, um, it, it does feel like a time loop. Typically with sequels, 
they go to New York. So like wherever the original movie is set, the next one is set in New York. The next one is set in an asylum. The next one is sometimes a farm, but typically they jump straight to space. And then if they need to reset it a little bit, they go to a farm. But there, there's just so many movies. Like you have, um, you you have you have Hellraiser, and then Hellraiser two in an asylum. Hellraiser three in New York. Hellraiser uh, four, five, whichever one it is. Uh, that's the um, no, I think that it is four, where they are then in space for half of it, but then also in the past. You have Jason. Mm-hmm. You have Jason takes Manhattan. You have the Jason one that doesn't actually have Jason. And it's not technically an asylum, but it's like that boy's home uh, or like home for disturbed youth. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that five? New I think? beginning. Yeah. New yeah, blood. Uh, yeah. No, a new beginning. New blood's new the beginning. seventh one. It's new blood's the sixth one. With Jay- yeah. Or, sixth one is. No. Lives. Seven yes. is new, new blood. blood is the psychic girl. The psychic girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that one's good. Uh, you have Jason X. <clears throat> You have the Muppets. The Muppets take Manhattan. The Muppets in space. <laughs> Muppets in space. How do you think about how Muppets fit all of these? Jokes? You have Leprechaun. I, where's the Muppets go and go? That's to it. Uh, I'm, I'm putting great Muppet caper under neo noir. <laughs> As you should. Is there one where Kermit's in a straight jacket? Do they do that in a Muppet? Do, uh, Muppets Most Wanted with uh, the evil Kermit. Me. I, he goes not, to jail, doesn't he? I've is not go, seen that is one. go to jail. A oh yeah, trip? go to go to jail is also one. Uh, but very specifically, Africa, Ernest movies obviously fit. going to jail typically also revolves around Santa. Um, Shaft also goes to Africa. <laughs> sure, <laughs> some black exploitation. <laughs> you also have um, oh uh, Leprechaun, and then Leprechaun in the hood, Leprechaun in, the hood, in yeah, space. Cool. So like, there's just so many fun trashy sequels. That they just all follow that same formula. And I feel like that one could be a lot of fun to discuss. So the first one that I think of is obviously uh, Jason X because that movie is terrible and I love it. Just unequivocally love Jason X. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan, Eric, any, because we already mentioned a lot of them, but any additional movies you want to add when you think of uh, sequel tropes or any further discussion between the two of them? Um, I won't add more movies, but my biggest sequel trope is usually more characters. Mm. Yep. More. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I also think about like, uh, I, mean, I, I don't know if the ocean's still 11, 12, 13, <laughs> keep adding one. Character keep adding one. <laughs> The other thing I'm thinking about is like whenever they make the movie dark or like they split the characters up, kind of like they try to do the Empire Strikes Back thing where like Star Trek, then Star Trek into darkness or um, (laughs) even Star Trek. They go. uh, Well, they go to San Francisco, not really New York, but still. I mean, they start in space, so I don't know if that I don't know if that counts. (laughs) Why not? Star Trek. Star Trek goes to San Francisco. Yeah. Or Homeward Bound 2 lost in San Francisco. Yep. Those work. Yep. Trying to think of uh, other ones. It, it doesn't matter if it makes it to the end. I feel like there are a ton. And and yeah, like I was just thinking like very broadly, like those much bigger, like where is it set? Uh, here's the other thing about sequel tropes that you know, maybe you, you, the two of you can consider when thinking about how 
uh, bully movies did not move forward or to how black exploitation movies did not move forward or how space horror, which is an entire sequel trope did not move forward. <laughs> you know, most of the themes that we've covered, <clears throat> there could probably be a sequel of one of those movies. So <clears throat> yeah, there, there sure. might be a way to revive at least a film from uh, some mm-hmm. of these themes. Just saying some something to consider. Sure, sure, sure. All right. I have my vote locked in. Same Z's. Yep. All right. Video rack attack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Time loops looping into our hearts. Taking out the sequel tropes. I'm not saying that I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. At least I got a at least I got a win here. I mean, I guess I've won a lot of these to be fair, but it's one of my own themes. <laughs> I uh, I'm not sad. There's a ton of great time loop movies that uh, I, I would have really wanted to cover. Those a little sad <laughs> that sequel tropes didn't make it in. A little sad that it's going to be at least the spring before they show back up again. But oh well. All right, that brings us to the end of our round of sixteen. Do either of you need a quick intermission? No, let's rock. Let's rock and roll. Let's kick through this shit. <laughs> All right. Well, into round two. So first up, we have teen movies. Mm-hmm. Are going to Korea. <laughs> going Why to do mine keep going against one another? <laughs> Is that another sequel trope? Teens go to <laughs> teens going to Korea. Only the bad yes. news bears. Oh, wait, no, that was Japan. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm trying to. So yeah, teen movies up against mm-hmm. Korean movies. Uh, we've already gone through all of the stats. We've already gone through all of that. So at this point, it would just be any uh, any further discussion of of this specific pairing? Nope. All right, I. Mm. If if you know for a fact what you want to vote for, we can vote and then debrief it a little bit. If you're kind of waffling, uh, then let let's discuss a little bit before you vote. Well, well, I'm good. I'm good. I'm you locked sure? in. You sure. I'm good. Yes. Yes. You good? Good. All right. Video rack attack. Ooh, a straight, uh, straight. What's a a straight? uh, (laughs) All three of us voted Korea. That's what I'm trying to say. A sweep. Yes, that's that's the word I was looking for. Straight shot. Straight shoot. (laughs) Eric's just wishing that he was a sweep right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. We're good. South, South Korean cinema has. Uh, is, is reigning triumphant. All is good <clears throat> in the world. So Korean films just knocked out teen movies. Um, in, any discussion on why that was your pick? Either of you. Uh, love Korean films. Uh, teen movies also rule, but uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like I'm well-versed in teen movies and I would like to uh, be a bit more adventurous. I love South Korean cinema so much. But there's a lot that I've missed out on, and I'd like to catch up on some of those. Yeah, kind of what I was thinking as well, just in terms of, you know, we've we've, we've, we've done some of that before. We've done some coming-of-age movies. We've, uh, we've not done much Asian cinema. All right, next up. 
we have the neo noir against mm-hmm. against musicals. Fucking oh. damn it! <laughs> Let's discuss this one a little bit. Eric, walk us through some of the inner turmoil that you are experiencing. I just hate everything right now so much. I'm going to cry. Um, <clears throat> listen, these are like two of my favorite genres of film in general. Uh, I love detectives. I love fucking, uh, fedoras. I love trench coats. I love people dancing and singing and belting their little heart out. Um, I mean, here's the thing. At the very least, we can get the singing detective in here. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we can throw <laughs> no matter what happens the singing detective is safe <laughs> Robert Downey Jr you're, you're okay um damn yep uh oh shit we didn't even talk about Shane Black movies in Neo Noir no we didn't <sighs> this is like my Sophie's Choice moment <laughs> like this is Dan, do you have any thoughts that can help Eric along in his decision of neo-noir? Oh, oh, oh no, I'm going to let him, in, in pure neo-noir style, I'm going to let him twist in the wind a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though, that I'm, like, what I'm really thinking is, what are you two going to do? Well, we're and not I have a feeling you. I know. And, ah, uh, Um, <laughs> all right, but, I, but I know what I'm matter. going to vote for. Look, <clears throat> all right. Look, Good. with, with, um, obviously i've been listening to a lot of screen drafts lately and one of the things that keeps coming up you can only take responsibility for the movies that you play if it mattered that much to you you would have played it so it doesn't matter it's just what you think that we're going to do get out of here with this negativity you have to go with what do you want can i go with musical noir <laughs> All right, I'm locked and loaded. Look, I got, I got. Which, whichever one wins, then if there's a movie that has both, sure, that that can count. I'm. Mm, all right, I'm not locked. I'm locked and I'm. Okay, all right, I got it. <laughs> all right, go before he changes his mind yep. again. Video yeah, yeah, attack. Go, go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. I voted for musical specifically because I knew that neo noir would advance. It, if musicals had gone up against pretty much any other of the remaining choices, I would have gone musicals. <laughs> and uh, it got caught in the wrong. God. Here's the wrong thing, though. Here's here's the other thing I was thinking about. And that's the beauty of the chaos. Dan, we have our chaos. Uh, Eric, you could play. Yeah, you could you, chaos card. The- I well, here's this is what I'm thinking about. I have, have a chaos card. I have a little. I have a little Jeff Goldblum here. <laughs> but here's the thing, if musicals go up against Australian films mm-hmm. I'm going to be pissing in the wind again you, like, you currently have two chaos cards you can advance sure. one of them to the next round or yeah, advance one but, of them straight to the chaos bracket so the only way that Australian films would go up against um, well first off Australian films has to win this round you don't know what it's going to go up against you have no, no Australian films is in the chaos bracket. Oh, right, chaos right, bracket. right, right. Shit. Yes. Yeah, in the chaos bracket. Um, that's right. So if you use one of your cards to advance musicals to the next round, then then I could be kicking out neon war. That's very true. God, or you could be kicking out something else that you want. You could be kicking out Korean cinema. 
because you of your what? shitty song and dance. <clears throat> I. What are the other films in contention right now? All right. Or what are the themes? I mean. So the other themes, uh, the the eight, I, I probably should have done the rundown. The eight that moved from round one were musicals, Peter Weller, uh, Ticking Clock, <laughs> Neo Noir, Single Location, Korean Films, Teen Movies, Time Loop. And Dan used his chaos card to move Australian cinema to the chaos bracket. So we just had teen and okay. uh, Korean, <clears throat> Neo Noir, and musical. So that still leaves Peter Weller, Ticking Clock, uh, single location and time loop. Here's a question I have: If a film in the final round is knocked out, if I if I advance my if I advance musicals uh-huh. to the final four, uh-huh. the film that ends up not being drawn can that be? We can't use a chaos card to pull that to the chaos break unless we have right. three. Correct. Right. No. You you can only. The way that the rules stand currently, you can only use a chaos card on a film that loses in a discussion. So it has to make it into the discussion to be able to use your card. So if if you move musicals into the final four, and th- then it would be the final five, whatever one does not get drawn in that discussion of those final four, you cannot use your chaos card. It has to make it into... It's losing in the discussion. Okay. <clears throat> I am moving musicals to the. I'm ad- using my two chaos cards. No, no, it's just or, one. Do I have to use? No, no, I have to use one. I just have yeah, to use it's one. just okay. one. Yes, okay. I don't even know the f-ing rules of this game that we created. <laughs> I'm advancing it to the final four because okay. I never thought that I would do this because I hate the chaos of it, but I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to see what happens and we're going to go with it. <laughs> I'm I'm very curious to see how this happens. I'm going to, because I don't think it would beat out Australian films in the chaos bracket if if that's what's drawn. There's some strategy involved here. I like it. I'm going to take the risk and see what happens. All right. Next up. We have Ticking Clock against Oh, this is perfect. This is fucking beautiful. We have single location movies against time loops. I knew oh, that time too. loops. Oh, of course. Duh. <sighs> Discuss as I write down my notes. <clears throat> I'm, mm. I'm torn like the fabric of reality. <laughs> Here is why I am not upset. Run the run fits with both. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so I uh, am good. All right. Either way. All right. I know what I'm doing. In, any further discussion, Dan? Nope. Any further discussion, Eric? Nope. Go. And um, attack that video rack. <laughs> uh. All right. I'm good. Video rack attack. Clean sweep for time loops. <laughs> Dan, did you? Put, it looks. Oh, it looked like you put neo noir and time loop, but that was just pretty good. <laughs> it nope. l- lumped them together. Uh, yeah, That's time loops. Clean sweep. Them. I'm a little surprised, uh, but also not really because time loops are f-ing cool. Uh, super rad. <clears throat> Very it's Peter Weller versus single location. Oh, that makes me sad. Because yeah, why does that make you sad? I want both of those. Nathan, here's the question I have. Is Peter Weller in Titanic? 
<laughs> no. Are we sure that he's not one of the background people in Titanic? <laughs> Here's... Right. Peter Weller is in a single location with Leviathan. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, uh, Shakedown is not a single location. That's a good point. <laughs> Neither is Robocop. Unless you count his suit. That's a single <laughs> location. <laughs> he is confined. <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, Peter Weller versus single location. Any additional discussion before we vote? I'm good to go. I'm good. Locked and loaded. Let's see what happens. Video rack attack. <laughs> I love how resigned Thank you feel. Sweet. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. no. <laughs> Peter Weller has defeated the single location. I am the single voter for single location. <laughs> What a bummer. That's okay. Peter Weller's cool. If, now if, it's interesting this, to see which of these four gets knocked out possibly I'm actually, by I musicals. I know. I'm actually a little bummed out that uh, both single location and real time were knocked out. Like, I wanted at least one of those. I'm I'm really sad about it, too, but also Peter Weller. I mean, Peter Weller's cool. And, like, if, if Peter Weller had lost, I would have been struggling with whether or not to use a chaos card. Okay. Yep. So now we are into the <laughs> final four. Oh come on, baby. What if it's what if we get the same fucking matchup? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be so pissed. Well let's... I didn't even consider that as an option. Didn't well, let's find out happen. what happens as <laughs> time loops okay. are once again showing up as they do. <laughs> <laughs> time loops are going up against something that involves a lot of keeping time. Musicals. <laughs> musicals. Yes. Time loops <laughs> versus musicals. So I have a question uh, okay. about time loops. Would either of you consider the butterfly effect a time loop movie? Because it like I, I, no. I skew a little bit more time travel. Yeah. It's except time for the fact that he like he's going back and like repeating the same thing. Cause he can only go back into his life. He can't travel through wherever he wants. He can, he still only, controls it to a certain extent, though. to a certain extent, but <clears throat> you know, we can get into the semantics of does a time loop movie have to be outside of their control completely, or is it dealing more with, you know, that existential piece of, you know, questioning your decisions and uh, and having that second chance and and reliving and uh, trying to right your wrongs, you know, similar to uh, the door, you know, like would the door be a time loop movie, even though nope. it only loops back once? I would say yes. I mean, we also, I we, believe we just we, talked about the door. We're not going to cover it again this quickly. No, 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 I know. I believe it's time loops, isn't it? Didn't we do time loops? Well, plural. We Technically. Technically, sure. But butterfly I, does loop more than once. I mean, if it's a time loop, then back to the future counts because it's one loop. Uh, except they can go anywhere like the, the thing very specifically with butterfly effect is he can only relive 
his decisions. He can only yeah, but he still gets to control it to like he he tries to time travel by by like thinking about a specific memory. Yeah, I'm, and he I'm can kind of like overshoot saying. it. I mean, it's pretty interesting. That's it's, an I mean, I would. I'm just saying, be fine if somebody drafted it onto the thing or whatever, but that one uh, could be in contention. I think, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That, I'd be interested to revisit that. that. I, I watched that movie a lot when I was younger. That was I thought it was cool and edgy. Um, I'd be interested to see it. So I, I do want to point out, Eric, that yes, sir. you using your chaos card has guaranteed that one of the final four is not going to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> I know. I'm aware. Man. Which, and, it, and and you know what it's going to guarantee is not going to make it either Korean films, neo-noir or Peter Weller. Yeah, no, those it's a bummer, three should it? have been the top three. It's a and bummer. one of those is not going to make it. Yep. Because of your yep. fucking musicals. I mean, two of them are not going to make it anyway. Sure. <laughs> but they're not going to make it because of voting, not because of chaos. Are they all going to go into the chaos bracket, though? Um, I'll, the, is I'll, the one I'll, I'll that's not to, drawn going to go into the chaos bracket? Nope, because... Because it's not drawn? Be, be, right, and because uh, Dan added Australia. If there were only two, like if um, if it was only <coughs> down to the final two, like if neither, if no one had advanced a movie all the way to the <coughs> chaos bracket, and the chaos bracket that's currently the, yeah. only had the two losers from the final four... Then, whichever one had been advanced into that final four, I would just yeah. you know, default into moving forward uh, as well. That makes sense. Um, I mean, I guess we could. I guess we. I, I don't know. Let, let's figure it out. Um, let's figure it out in just a let's, minute. Let's, First, we need to vote on musicals. It's like it depends on if Peter Weller is the one that's kicked out. That's, that's, what it, that's what it depends on. <laughs> First, let's vote. Do I'm you have loaded. your uh, loads locked. Loads locked in. Do you have your votes locked in? Yes. All right. Yes. Video rack attack. Oh, fucking thank you, Dan. God, I love you so much. Musicals. Oh, God, I'm so happy right now. Woo. Oh, chaos off for you. Chaos rains my friend oh i was counting on you because i knew nathan wasn't going for musicals you didn't know that i like musicals this ends up knocking out korean films though we are no longer friends (laughs) (laughs) we our alliance is broken oh my god this is thrilling i cannot believe so this means musicals is musicals is it's definitely being covered God, I love this. I love. I love how well it's. I I just love uh, how much the chaos has played into things. Every I cannot believe that. I, I was really not expecting musicals to make it through. I was. I thought you might, but oh god, I love. I'm so thrilled. All right. I, I hope. I hope I'm still thrilled after this. In our <laughs> final pairing. Oh quite, no! Quite possibly the most difficult decision of the night. Oh no! Korean cinema versus Buckaroo Bonsai. God. <laughs> <laughs> Which I—I I mean, technically, it's well, no, it's not Korean. He's playing a 
quasi half Japanese. His backstory is weird. Uh, Peter Weller versus okay. Korean cinema. God, the 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 fucking yep roller coaster of emotions. Much like a musical, <laughs> I am so disappointed that Neon War was left out. I am I'm so. This is I'm your so doing. Upset. You're I'm doing. So upset. It's okay. Musicals are in there. I'm trying to find a happy place. I'm just I'm just saying. Neonor is not there because of your decisions. So Neonor is going to be in the chaos bracket, though, right? <laughs> no. All right. All right. All right. No. We got. We got. We got a vote to do. We got some yep. voting to do. <clears throat> all right. Uh, all right. Any, discussion, Weller, any further discussion of Peter Weller versus, versus Korean cinema? Korean cinema. No. All right. I'm locked in. All right. Locked in. Video rack attack. <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, victory for South Korea once again. Sorry, Peter. We love you, Peter. You have a beautiful face. Is he in any Korean films? Did he ever do anything with like Kim Ji Woon or anything like that? Maybe he'll be in the next Bong Joon Ho film. Oh, <laughs> like, the, the Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Does that count as a Korean film? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm not. <sighs> okay it was a good i love that peter weller made it this far though congrats to him because uh, i oh he, he still might not be done because he's going into the chaos bracket yeah if you yeah i mean it's up to you nathan if you're well yeah no, okay, no, he's just sure i keep yeah. forgetting that he is he is going in the chaos bracket no matter what they're the final four losers time loop and peter weller so <laughs> so time loop peter weller australian films are we throwing neonor into the hat no the i think skull? that for consistency's sake we have to yeah. Uh, it, it has to come up in discussion and lose, and then we use a card. Now, if, I think that's if, fair. If you had three yeah. chaos cards, then you could spend all three to bring it in. Yeah, but I'm never going to have three. I told you at the beginning, <laughs> I'm never going to have three chaos cards. No. Oh, I'm, it, I, that's right. I'm the only one going into Universal Monsters with all three of my chaos cards. Yeah, you are my you- all right, so that means we are definitely covering musicals and Korean cinema. And Peter Weller, Australian cinema, and time loops are in the skull of decisions. Now, before we get to the chaos bracket, uh, we need to vote on which of these is going to be first and which of them is going to be last. So, so one's going to be January. No, one's one gonna of them be is going. One of them is July. One of them is November. Oh, okay. Wait. So then the last Ju- one is going. We're doing, so, uh, so we already have June with Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have July or August. Oh, it's August. That's right. It's August. And then okay. September, October, we have Stephen King. And then we okay. don't have November. And then we're going to do another uh, theme punch out when For we January. get to uh, yeah. Uh, December through I, February. A thousand percent forgot that August is in contention here. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, musicals and Korean cinema. We're gonna vote, and whichever one wins is November. Whichever one does not win is July. Okay, so we're voting for November. We are voting for November between uh, musicals and Korean cinema. And I've got my vote locked in. I'm locked. Yep, me too. All right. Video rack attack. Oh, I hit shift. Ooh. Okay. Wait, what is happening? Oh, okay. I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> oh man, you picked musicals for November. I'm actually kind of curious. Musicals for me is a good. Start. When I think of holidays, I think of singing. That's a good point too. Yeah, I did. I, I was thinking about how like there's a lot of good cozy winter musicals. Plus Anna and the Apocalypse. <clears throat> well, that's uh, December. Yeah, that's a December <laughs> point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, in case it wasn't clear by our rambling, Korea is in November. Musicals is in July. So we are now going to decide what's taken up our August. Well, and Eric, do you want to go ahead and announce what the name of our November theme is going to be? Oh, did I not say it? Korean November. (laughs) (laughs) Korean November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Honestly, that's the only reason that I picked it for November is because of Korean November. Yeah, and we'll come up with a fun title for uh, July with musicals. That's probably staring me in the face. All right, so... (laughs) So, we are now picking the chaos bracket. Um, and, and, uh, yes. So currently musicals are the theme for July and Korean films are the theme for November. And now we are going to pick which two themes are going to be battling it out for August. And Dan, one, two, three, which one do you want? Three, three, three. All right. I'll hold one and two up here. And then Eric, one, two. Uh, I'll take two, my friend. All right, two. Let me toss that over. There we go. <laughs> trying, trying to keep these on screen so that neither of you think that I am trying to uh, cheat the system. <clears throat> and for our August theme, <laughs> we have to decide. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can tell by your defeated look how this is going. Between, <laughs> we have to decide between Australian cinema and Peter Goddamn Weller. Oh, no. oh. oh, I'm shocked. I am very shocked. You were, you played that very well. Oh boy. All right. Oh man. I, I have a feeling you did bring your hand down below the, the frame though, Nathan. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just joshing you. I'm just petering you. Ah, oh, so, ah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't um, see any tears wellering up in your eyes. So I knew there. I, what, what does that mean? Lost out. Uh, neo-noir. Neo-noir got knocked out because of musicals. In, in time loops. Oh, time loops. Yeah, that's a bummer because I was really wanting one of those. That's, that's right. Time <laughs> loops. Time loops uh, lost out. Oh, God. All right. Well, if it had been time loops versus Korean cinema, I know easily which one I would have voted for. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with Korean cinema versus Peter Weller. It's Australian versus Peter. Australia. Sorry, Australia. I was looking at the uh, uh, my notes and looked at where I wrote Korean rather than the thing. Here's the thing about Australian films versus Peter Weller. Um, I really want to talk about both of them, and also a lot of that style in like the especially the exploitation. You also get that in Peter Weller films. So I mean, like Mad Max versus RoboCop, or um, you know. Uh, other movies versus Buckaroo Bonsai. I mean, that's that's in a desert. It's just it's it's not an easy decision for me. I, I, I'm just saying um, we have <clears throat> Oz Gust 
or og exploitation just waiting there. I, I was already I was already thinking it. <laughs> However, we also have Buckaroo Bonsai Gust. Uh, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's I, I have some thoughts about Bucker Bonsai that I will save for uh, after <laughs> this episode. We'll see. All right. Um. All right. I'm. I'm ready. You all ready to vote? <laughs> I'm. I'm. Just, just, I'm, you're, you're I'm preparing myself to be it. angry like, at both of you. So many roiling emotions going on. <laughs> there, all right. All right. Ah, uh, you locked in. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Video rack attack. has one i'm so sorry peter it was a triumphant show my god who who would have thought peter weller would have made it so far nathan just taking a big swig of his i would have thought it Uh, because i did thought it he is depressed i'm very sorry the the tears are wellering up in his eyes now they they are we had to do australia for robert (laughs) <laughs> There's literally <laughs> he literally posted a picture of Australia with a little animated kangaroo gif jumping around. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow, what a show! Goodfellas. Dan got two, and man, Nathan, you know what? It's guys, amazing that guys, you keep wanting to do Peter these popcorn Weller. punchouts because you <laughs> never so do what really you work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I should have voted for Peter Weller just to just to. Just to let you win something. It's it's <laughs> fine. But look, we get Australia. Once again, Australia, though. Which makes total sense. Get, I, I think you need to start playing your chaos cards, Nathan. That seems to be the... Well, well it, it did not you're work You're going in with all of the did. advantage for Universal Monsters, which is something you've been angling for for a while. Yeah. And and that's what's coming up next. Like you're getting immediate instant gratification yeah. next week. <laughs> yeah. So and and honestly, so here's the thing. I I want to cover all of these themes, and like we have a master list of easily over 200 themes. We are in no short supply of things no. to talk about, and every single one of the ones on that list has been just us, you know, <laughs> chatting with each other, and one of us saying something just offhanded, be like, "Ooh, that'd be a great theme." And we throw it in there. I mean, we even at one point had uh, time loops or time travel was our proposed uh, plan for November last year with remember, remember, remember November, uh, which was a stupid f-ing title. And I loved it. So uh-huh. <laughs> like all of these, I want to talk about. We did not end that's up weird. doing that because we did um, Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Thanksgiving instead. Who came up with that idea again? That's so weird. I don't know. You, you came up with that oh, terrible oh, idea. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. That was me. <laughs> that was, <you. laughs> was me. And, and I loved it. So all of these themes I want to talk about. The fact that in July, we're going to be covering, covering musicals. And God, then in August, we are covering Australian cinema. And then uh, September, October, Stephen King. And then November, Korean cinema. I mean, come on. That is yeah. a huge just breadth of films that we're going to be covering. I am not even the slightest disappointed in the themes that are making it through. This is a blast. Yeah. I love it. And of all of the ones that didn't make it through, Peter Weller is the only one that I'm sad about. 
but he at least made it all the way to the end of the chaos bracket. The fate was really pulling for him and made sure. And uh, it, we, we learned him all the way into that warehouse. <sighs> he was ready to rock and roll, and we just blew his fucking hand off. <laughs> yeah. You, we ambushed him. <laughs> you bodingered the shit out of the Peter Weller theme. But here's the thing we all know that Peter Weller is uh will rise again oh yeah that's like a phoenix from the ashes yeah like i'm like I'm, a robot cop I, <laughs> he will return i'm bordering on uh breaking my own rule of just adding him to the next theme but i'm, I'm just gonna find <laughs> other ways to bring peter weller in i just i i love his movies so much and we just we're, we're gonna cover him we will <laughs> We will. Is there a way that I can yep. oh, bring him into a musical? The, the one thing I was going to say is uh, I I do not like Buckaroo Banzai. I think that's a bad movie. Why? Um, sorry, fellas. It's, it's, un- it's understandable, but uh, why? I don't think it's as great as everyone thinks it is, but I think it's fun. I, I, I watched that movie, and I did not understand any f***ing piece of it and i'm like this is a really weird movie and i admire it in its weirdness but like none of this like this is just a bunch of weird shit that's happening and doesn't like yep build on it, it on itself in any way and peter weller is great but there's something he's, he I, I don't necessarily think that it works that he's like the straight man the entire time i mean it is cool and it, it works for his character and that's how peter weller would play it but there's something that's just that's just off about the fact that he is so like he is so he doesn't seem affected by anything going on around him in any way he's just so steely eyed and that's because and he has cool the way of the samurai centering him here's the it's thing just, here's the thing about buckaroo bonsai the first time i saw it it was like well that movie's weird and then i watched it again it's like it's a really fun weird and then i watched it again and it's like this is a really comforting fun weird and i love the end credits and then i watched it again and again and again and it's just, it's turned into one of those movies because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it is kind of flat at times it somehow has become so incredibly rewatchable just because of the just bizarreness of it it's just like weird for weird's sake and i i can't wrap my head around what oh i don't think that it's weird for weird's sake I think that it I need is. To, I, I should check it out again, but I also was just kind of well, like, and if we had covered it uh, in in the theme, then <laughs> it would have forced you to look at it with your actual critical eye and reevaluate it rather than just uh, writing it off. But it's okay. I, that it's is okay. that okay. is a dismissive way to look at how I look at movies. It's okay. <laughs> I no, it's not dismissive. It's I know that when I mean, I mean we, we've talked about this before, where when we watch a movie not for the podcast, we don't think about it as critically because we don't have to. When we watch a movie for the podcast, like we we put on a different uh, brain when we're watching it. Like the lighthouse, I love that movie. It is amazing. If I was watching it for fun then I still would have had fun with it, but having to like really think about what do I think about this movie and then discussing it with you all and like getting that deeper appreciation through our conversation and forcing myself to really think about the movie. I I have a different appreciation for the lighthouse than I do for the witch. I love the witch. It's great. It's amazing. I love both of them, but I have a different appreciation for the lighthouse. 
we all do that Be- when we're watching it for the podcast we just watch it differently all right so since we do typically talk about the films that did not make it out of the skull of decisions we will do just a very brief uh um uh whatever the word that i'm looking for is of the four themes morning that we picked yes the in memoriam of the four themes that we picked to go into the skull but never made it out and those were films with verses in the title 90s superhero comics films about filmmaking and most dangerous games these are all of my i mean they're audience picks but also all things that i suggested all things i was f***ing excited about <laughs> so, so excited about since uh, in particular since we're not able to do quite the same level of discussion as we would if these were individual <laughs> movies let's at least uh you know briefly slash quickly uh talk about what our what our examples would have been um eric what was your example for dangerous games uh the running man oh great one yep yep running man mm. Where else might we be able to talk about that, though? Mm, Australian <laughs> movies? Is it an Australian movie? No, but it's a Stephen King movie. Ooh. Yes, it is. Ooh, <laughs> that's true. So we're going to cover that one soon. Potentially. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> I need to get back to so. guests. Oh, uh, I ordered the damn German media book that was that came out. <laughs> so I wanted that on 4K. <laughs> See, and what uh, what's what what's one of the first ones that you thought of uh, when thinking about dangerous games? I think of the Ice T film, surviving the game. Yeah, oh, yeah, the movie's good. <laughs> uh, Ernest Dickerson directed that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so. Good. That movie's very underrated. I think it's a lot of fun. So, uh, y- y'all ready for what my example was going to be? Go for it. It's it's super Nathany. Uh huh. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate uh, Factory. Uh, yeah, that that works. That's okay. I, I'm with you. I mean, they're in a competition, and I think that if we looked at the uh the actual like full title, I think that it was games slash competition, and even though they do survive we are only told that at the end we never see them actually survive any of that and they go through some horrific things that one could very easily assume that um that they died so yeah that's true yeah yeah the in the uh, that's in the tim burton one i hate that they actually show you that they <laughs> survive like yeah you see them all walking out all looking weird and stuff but yeah. <laughs> uh versus dan what uh what movie did you have as your example for versus movies uh the ultimate versus alien versus predator <laughs> <laughs> avp or avp versus. requiem whoever wins we lose <laughs> what, what uh, uh the, the first one the or one that place in the pyramid okay yeah that that's one i like that, that movie <laughs> that's it's that's just fun. alien versus predator and much like all of the uh sequel tropes after it took place in the temple then they go to new york <laughs> alien <laughs> versus predator requiem is in new york because of course it is because it's a sequel uh eric what was your example for the verses uh tucker and dale versus evil my friend oh, great choice <laughs> yeah yeah um I, I'm also. I just want to say I'm. I'm pretty sad about this one too because we had decided we had thought about doing this in July anyway, doing a versus series for Happy Anniversary, <laughs> which is a great this July time. would be five years <laughs> since I joined the podcast, which is crazy to think about. 
Holy shit. Um, we're we're going to have to do a one-off anniversary episode. Yeah, we'll have to do something. We're, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, we could do a revisit of uh Super Mario Bros because that was the episode that was the movie we covered. Wait, no, it's it's not coming up on 30 years, is it? No, no, no. Uh well, we did do the 25th anniversary, right? It's surely it's not been 5 years. It's been 5 years since we since we did it was 2017 oh. when I started. So yeah. If I, I my first episode of this podcast was for the 25th anniversary of well, Super Mario Bros. If the, if the 30th anniversary of Super Mario Bros. is coming out, um, we have a five-year commitment <laughs> to a special guest that when I posted about it said, you damn well better have me for the 30th uh, anniversary. So we should... It came out in 93, that. just for the record. <laughs> okay, so it must have been oh. 2018. <clears throat> that was your first Was it episode. 2018? Must have been. I thought it was 2017. Okay, well, f- okay, then never mind. I mean, we got time to we got time to plan then. For the- uh, we'll do it next year. Then we'll do it next year. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, Maybe we'll by do- then that director's cut out that they keep telling us about. Oh. Ooh, man, so it's only been four years that I've been on the pod. That makes more sense. F- it. Okay, cut all this out. Cut it out. No, no. stop. Not keeping, not cutting any of it. Um, God. all right. The- you just love making me look stupid, Nathan. <laughs> it's okay. I still love you. Uh, my pick was a movie that we had covered recently, but uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, no, um, <laughs> the uh, Robert posted in the chat one that I was actually thinking of: Sadako versus Keiko. Basically, the Grudge versus um, um, the Ring. The Ring, yeah, Grudge, ver- Grudge versus the Ring. Uh, but no, the one that that I was going to use as my example is a movie that we covered very recently, of Joe versus the volcano. Oh, of course, yes, yeah. Because of course, um, be the volcano or Larry Flint. <laughs> yeah, nineties filmmaking. Not in the nineties. Nineties filmmaking. You just you Guys, I'm getting tired. It's late. Uh, no, nineties superheroes slash comics. Uh, the example that I had for that one, <sighs> Blank Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this this one would have been hard because I don't think there's that many good nineties superhero films. I I would have played. <laughs> Sir, Ooh. sir, Blade's a good one. Uh, yeah. Mine would obviously, obviously be dun 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 Dark Man. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? You know where else Dark Man could have fit, Eric? You you know you know you know where that movie could have gone in? What theme that movie could have worked with? Neo noir. Neo noir. Yeah, it would have been great. You know you know where Dark Man does not work. Fucking musical. musical. <laughs> <laughs> I want Dark Man the musical though. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. And God then, damn it. I also just realized we don't, we're not getting any Raimi because Neo Noir was I mean, like uh, mm-hmm. I'm so bummed out about Neo Noir. Mm-hmm. I'm really frustrated. Well, I mean uh, we, the Rocketeer is also oh, yeah. great. There are a lot of good you could also do Batman Returns. Mm. That's a 90s superhero. Dick Tracy. That's why I did 90s superhero and comic book, because I want to do yeah. like Dick Tracy. A lot of weird, fun stuff in there. The Shadow. So <laughs> many good ones that we could have done. Um, all right. And then finally, uh, movies about filmmaking. Dan, we'll start with you again. What what example did you have? Uh, I would have probably gone with State and Maine, the David Mamet oh, film. Love that movie. <clears throat> uh, a lot of good ones. Um, Ed Wood for me. Would have been a great uh, transition from our uh, our Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ed Wood. Yeah, yeah. 
So the one that I was thinking, even though very, very, very sadly, uh, I've not yet seen this, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Hmm. Wes Craven's New Nightmare is a great movie, and I will look for any excuse to uh, to include it on any popcorn punch out. Yeah, well, uh, we'll have to do, uh, in, you know, it also could have gone with uh, sequel tropes. Meta, meta sequel? No, no, well, just, well, just sequels, because, you know, you got a Nightmare, and then they go to <clears throat> the asylum, and then... Uh, surely at one point they go to New York, right? Uh, in I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't know. Doesn't matter. I don't think so. We are obviously all getting very tired. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> just ran out of a ton of steam, and uh, yeah. All right. Any final uh thoughts about our uh, our theme popcorn punch out? No, it's time. Uh, no, yeah, it's time for bed. I'm very thrilled with how uh, at least half of this turned out. Uh, very sad about the other half, but musicals made it, so boy howdy am I thrilled with how... <laughs> as long as I get that, then I'm good. I, the, only, the, only, <laughs> the only other thing that I'm really bummed about is that I absolutely failed at engineering a way to talk about Titanic. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that's a huge bummer since it's the 25th anniversary <laughs> of Titanic and I desperately wanted to talk about it and record that conversation in some way. I mean, you uh, should have just picked all the themes that could have had Titanic. You could have just added themes of um, um, I mean, you, you could have put James Cameron on there. And, no, and I mean, James I also Cameron had Best Picture nominees, but produced. I didn't include that because you bullied me into not picking my own topics. I did not bully you. You did. You bullied me. <laughs> well, mentally. that theme didn't make it through either. So, <laughs> And I did not battle my bully. You, I did you, not you stand up to you. You could have gone with James Cameron directed slash produced uh, to make sure that there were enough films. You yeah, but gone, most movies he produced suck. It doesn't matter. That means that it would have been even easier for Titanic to get on there because you know that I actually do love Titanic. That's true. I mean, I did also really want to engineer you, a way to get the abyss on the, onto a thing. You could have gone that, that didn't with happen. you could have gone with movies on boats. You could have gone with period pieces. You could have gone. I meant with to go flashbacks. with movies that are underwater. You could have gone with um, um, Bill Paxton movies. You could have gone with Ooh, Bill Paxton. Oh. F- why didn't I go with Bill Paxton? Why didn't you go with Bill Paxton instead of Peter Weller, Nathan? Because Peter Weller. Ah, uh, Peter Weller. That's true. It's good you know point. why? Good point. Because Peter Weller is sweller. <laughs> <laughs> sweller. Nobody's sweller than Weller. Also, <laughs> Robert. That's a, Robert. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> yep. Robert just posted. You could have done 1989 underwater thrillers and had enough films to fill out a punch out. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> oh good stuff all right fellas that's, oh. that's, that's enough of all that this has been a blast this I has been sweating. so much fun i adore our popcorn punch outs video rack attack brackets they uh they, they give us the opportunity to do the same thing that we would have done otherwise of spending hours upon hours debating over what we're going to be covering uh but now we have it committed to the airwaves and this is what we are going to do 
and uh, going into our Universal Monsters Popcorn Punch-Out, which is going to be our very next episode. Dan, you used one of your two Chaos cards, so you are only going to go in there with uh, the the one that you pick up for that. Um, I'm making a pledge right now. I won't be using one. I will not be making one. I will not be using a card in the Universal Monsters. So it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. (laughs) (laughs) Good. God, I forgot you had that one on there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm choking. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm getting choked up. Every time I hear Jason Bateman, I get choked up. <laughs> I, I might end up using all three. It, it really depends on on uh, what happens. Like, I'm almost positive that I'm going to use end up using all three to the point where I was thinking today, I need to clarify some rules <laughs> because uh, so far, I've only talked about you can use one chaos card to advance it to the chaos bracket if you have two you can use one to advance it to the chaos one to advance it to the next round if you have three you can use all three to bring one just up from the depths but i've not thought about can you use all three individually and I, don't see why, I don't see why you couldn't because there's only three rounds and <laughs> and embrace the chaos man that's very true yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm very very much looking forward to that. That might be a longer episode than this one because I'm just going to want to talk about all of the movies. But we're not going to do that. Uh, we might do that. Um, yeah. The very next episode is going to be our Universal Monsters Popcorn Punch Out. Dan used one of his Chaos uh, cards in this episode, so he is going into that episode with one, which means you will have two possible to use for that episode. He's committing himself to not using any. Um, Eric, same thing. You've already used one, so you only have one going into that episode. You will have two. I did not use either of my two, which means I'm going to be going in that episode with all three of my chaos cards in tow. Uh, and yeah, you have of, the power. As of right <laughs> now, we're capping it at three. We are toying with the idea of if you can make it four episodes uh, or five episodes to, uh, to what what that could potentially do we're, we're not going to make it five episodes that just takes all the fun out of it like i feel like we have to cap it at three otherwise it's going to be too much like ah, i don't care enough about this one i'm just going to keep holding on to them what if it's at three then it's like well might as well i'm not even going to make it to three there's no way that's going to happen <laughs> it's <laughs> It might happen. Uh, all right. Um, there's probably a few other little housekeeping things that I will do in just a second. But before I do that, Dan, where do you want people to find you? Uh, on both Twitter and on dot com at HBO to front row. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, and Eric, where can people uh, rain on your chaos? I will be dancing and singing over on Twitter at the Chimerican, T H E C H I M E R I C A N. I am also on Letterboxd. <laughs> I skipped one. Uh, I'm at I'm at Instagram. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of at Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I am on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews and on uh, Letterboxd at Eric J A Y. <laughs> and um, oh, I'm so loopy. And you can follow me. Loopy, that's uh, 
taking my jokes from me. You can follow me slash the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and did I miss one? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Video Monster Pod. You can also follow me personally on Letterboxd at The Gargoyle. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E because it's a gargoyle wearing an Argyle sweater. My personal Letterboxd is where I log all the movies that I'm watching. The Video Monsters Letterboxd is where eventually, once I have time to get caught up on this, uh, we will catalog all of the episodes as our reviews for the, uh, the films that we've covered. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to keep coming back in the upcoming months where you can hear us do more popcorn punch outs to uh, argue over what movies we're going to be covering within each of these themes. And you better be coming back next week for our Universal Monsters popcorn punch out video rack attack bracket because I have so many thoughts and I'm so excited. And this... I'm like I'm I'm really I'm reining in like commissioner overrides of just saying no f- it these are the ones that we're going to be watching I'm I'm doing my best to stick to this is the way I'm just fate has it. we're having back to back punch out episodes like yeah, it's fun yeah there's so That's- much fun <laughs> and if you have as much fun listening to these as we have fun doing them be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast uh just do a search for video monsters and then uh leave those five star reviews and uh and ratings go tell your friends share the love of cinema with us video monsters uh join us in discord where we do our live episodes and you can be a part of the chat and hopefully sway some of us in the decisions that we are making and i would be lying to say that the audience has not swayed our decisions before because that absolutely has happened and jesus christ what have you posted in the chat robert there is <laughs> there's a gift from the apple <laughs> Is the Apple a uh, Australian movie? It's a it's, it's a, a musical. musical. Oh, <laughs> okay. This is the fun of the. I can't. I have to switch away from that. I can't even explain what's going on. You can enjoy <laughs> all of the utterly disturbing dog faced <laughs> naked men gifts uh, that happen in the uh, in the chat just realized that there's been a number of topless men in our chat tonight <laughs> including chris evans from not another teen movie <laughs> uh, uh, come join us it's fun the link to discord is posted on the socials it is also in the episode <clears throat> description so wherever you're listening to this uh just scroll down and click on that link come join us and and uh, and uh, have fun all right. Um, any other announcements that I typically go through? Uh, Chat Film Fest, June 23rd through 28th. Get your tickets. Go to chatfilmfest.org and badges are on sale. They are a limited number, so be sure to do that soon. Do not wait until zero hour because then you, you might not have them. They might be sold out. I think that's it. Are there are other things that I typically go through. I'm very tired at this point. Uh, you go through the part where you say that's been it for this episode of Video Monsters. Yeah. I'm Nathan. I'm not Eric. And I'm Dan. Wow, it actually worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Come back next time to hear us repeat all of this silliness. Yeah, With and remember, kids, uh, don't punch ever. your microphone while recording. It uh, <laughs> doesn't work out very well. Yeah, don't break it. <laughs> remember, kids, don't break the recording equipment of uh, <laughs> of your host. 
because that yeah, would not be good. Especially, <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to note that uh, this microphone does not belong to me. It belongs to Nathan. <laughs> He's just let me hold on to it for a couple of years. And you couldn't even hold on to it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was worth your angry outburst. All right. All right. Go to sleep, everyone. Join us yeah. next Good time. Night. More movies, more discussions. Good night, everybody. Good night. Because Peter Weller is sweller.